Scott. It's another edition of Catfish on Ice with Chad Vincent and Rich Howe, your host. Welcome in, everybody. We're watching the Preds take on the Philadelphia Flyers. Is that the team we're facing tonight, Rich? It is the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't know. We don't see this team very often. I mean, I don't even know what I was doing the last time we uh, faced the Philadelphia Flyers. It was, uh, they said on the broadcast, 2018. Yeah, since well, the last time they played. I can't even think about that right now. All I know is the Preds are very lucky. They're only down one to nothing. We're coming in on episode 114 at the first intermission between the Preds and the Flyers. We're happy you're joining us tonight on the YouTube channel, on Twitter, at Catfish Ice. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've got a really fun episode lined up for you. Yes, absolutely. Take a break. Take a break from your college basketball. I know everyone's watching college basketball right now. It's the Thursday, opening Thursday of college basketball. It's a holiday to me. So I've been know, watching right? college basketball all day. I thought my bracket. Right, yeah, you're off, yeah, you're <laughs> off work, so you got to sit and watch yeah. basketball all day. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought my bracket, hoping I'd get that perfect bracket, when I know that you have a better chance of getting winning the lottery twice than you do filling out a perfect bracket. Did you know that, Rich? I did not know that, but <clears throat> I didn't even fill one out. I forgot all about it. Time slipped away. You'll I don't know anything about fine. it anyway, so it would have just been guessing the whole way. So, Usually the people who guess through their bracket are usually the ones that do the best. So That's, that's what they say. But, that's what they um, say. But, yeah, you have I, a better never, chance of – you have a better chance of winning the Powerball twice in your lifetime than you do filling out a perfect bracket. We got uh, Alex, or Alec, Alec, Alec Creasy joining us. What's up, Alec? How are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you Good joining evening. us. Yes, thank you for joining. Feel free to comment throughout the episode. When our listeners comment throughout the episode, if you've never been here before, that's what really fuels the podcast. So let's yep. let you know what we got in store for you tonight. We are brought to you by DraftKings, part of the yep. Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chad Minton with Rich Howe. We are your hosts tonight. And we're at the first intermission of, between the Preds and the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers have the one nothing lead. Thanks to um, a little bit of sloppy play at the mid-ice level. Nick Cousins get, makes the giveaway. Saros makes the initial save, but the defense yes. can't recover. And, uh, yeah, the uh, Saros is just completely under a barrage of pucks tonight, and he's lucky, or not he's not lucky, but the team's lucky that they're only yes. down one nothing at the, at, at the intermission. <clears throat> they are, and unfortunately, um, the goal was kind of uh, – Caused by our good friend Ben Harper, he was right in front uh, of the net. He did not um, did not cover his player, and he was. It was <laughs> like Rich, a, can I just say something real quick? I am so tired of every episode we have to address the Ben Harper situation. Like, I just yeah. I know he's bad. I know that he has no business being in the lineup, but. 
it's giving me a headache, Rich. Like I, I, I agree. I, I just I'd rather him not be on the team anymore, or I'd rather him be in Milwaukee getting AHL minutes, which is honestly probably where he belongs. But yeah. this is going to kind of feed <clears throat> into my NHL trade deadline rumors segment that we're going to have later in this episode. Uh, as the trade deadline is what five days away now, four, but four days yeah, away. Okay, four days actually. Yeah, yep. But I mean, Ben Harper. The only reason he's in the lineup tonight is because of injuries. Yeah, we. That's fair to say. Yep. We have a uh, another friend from Vancouver. Awesome. Um, Johnny is, 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 is the name. So hopping in, I saw you guys were live for the first intermission. Welcome to the podcast. We're talking about Ben Harper right now, so it might get a little ugly. Well, we're not going to talk it. We're not going to dwell on this too long. All I'm saying is the only reason he's in this lineup is because the Preds do not have defensive depth and yeah. you can get a lot of quality defensemen on the trade market for cheap at the deadline if you want to solve this problem right now. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. And I was thinking about it earlier today. You know, any, anytime we see that Harper's going to be in, everybody's like, why not uh, David Ferentz or why not, you know, whoever you can't else? make that move. It's just not, not realistic to make that move this late in the season. Point, it's not no. as it's not as simple as just flipping on a switch and saying, oh, we're going to throw in Jeremy Davies. We're going to throw yep. in David Ferentz. Absolutely. It's not fair. Everyone's favorite punching bag in the fan base, Ben Harper. Yeah. He's absolutely right. It's true. He's absolutely right. But look, it's not as simple as just plugging in an AHL player this late in the season, even if they do bring you a little bit more value offensively, maybe. But you can't, it's not realistic to throw in David Ferentz or Jeremy Davies with 20 games left in the season and expect them no. to come right in and not make mistakes, not do certain things. You just yep. can't do it. Absolutely. Alex says, going in the deadline, cheap defensemen, defensemen are what Poyle should be eyeing. Yes. 100% agree. And like All you right. said about <clears throat> Ference and Davies, like Harper's played enough to know the system. You know, he doesn't always execute the system properly but he does, I guess, know it. So, yeah, you're just not going to see anybody else unless they get somebody at the trade deadline. So Exactly. All right, so we're going we're gonna to address the trade deadline rumors, some of the latest buzz surrounding the trade deadline. We're also going to recap some of the trades that have already come down in the NHL. There's been some big moves that have already been made mm-hmm. in the NHL around the league. So we're going to talk about some of those, including a former beloved Nashville Predator that I know Rich loves very dearly. Rich, one of your favorite Preds players. He's right. He's got his bags packed and he's going, he's going to greener pastures. How about that? Yep. Absolutely. He is. Yeah, Yeah, really. He is definitely. Um, So we're going to talk about that. We've also got to do our central division power rankings. It's Thursday. Every Thursday we do our battle for the central power rankings. So we'll see where we have the Preds. We'll see where we got the Arizona Coyotes because they just keep wrecking people somehow. They're doing it. They're doing we got to revisit our catfish cold hard picks that mm-hmm. we made on Tuesday. Um, yep. Yeah, I kind of don't want to talk about it because <laughs> uh, my picks didn't go so well. But uh, it is what it is. 
One of mine was a, was a softball. So, um, oh well, yeah. We kinda... And we will keep watching along with our listeners during episode 114. We'll keep watching Preds versus Flyers. Keep commenting on the stream, on YouTube, on Twitter. Keep giving us your comments. What are you seeing in the game? What do you want the Preds to do with the trade deadline? Whatever you want to talk about, throw it in the comments. We'll talk about it. We'll put it on the screen. Uh, and we appreciate you listening. And also, if you checked it out earlier, or if you want to, mm. you got to download the podcast the next day when we post it on all podcast platforms. But Robbie Stanley of 102.5 The Game joined us earlier today for a really awesome interview. Oh, I mean, yeah. he really gave us some really good information on the trade deadline, on Philip Forsberg, the elephant in the room right now is Philip yep. Forsberg. We have talked about Philip Forsberg ad nauseum since December, both good and bad. Good being yep. that he's having an outstanding season, but bad <laughs> being we don't know if we're going to be able to keep him. But Robbie Stanley joined the mm. pod. He put out so much good information, and we really want you to hear it. So go listen to it on our YouTube channel right now. It's available. Or download the podcast the next day. Yep. When it's on all podcast platforms, it will be part of the entire episode. Awesome guy. He's a really let's cool get, dude. Yes, he is. He's awesome. So let's get yep. into this episode. Rich, first intermission. I saw that Nick Cousins kind of turned over the puck, trying to get out of the defensive zone. And really the overall uh, theme of that first period was the Preds could not get out of their own zone. Not at all. Uh and spent way too much time defending the puck. They just could not get anything going at all. Yeah, and Cousins with the turnover. Uh, there was actually a few turnovers. Penalties, um, you name it. There was just – it was all bad. Not sure why McCarron felt like he needed to fight. So, <laughs> in the beginning – and I'm going to be honest, um, that dude pretty much manhandled McCarron. He did. He did. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he did. Whew. But hey, credit to McCarron. He didn't. He he got up and kept trying to fight. Like he didn't just like. He fall did. Down. I'll give him that. And he didn't back down or anything. Obviously, but oof, he was he was leaking there. Well, at, the the, end at that point, the game at that point the game was still zero <laughs> zero, and I feel like that mm-hmm. kind of ignited the crowd. It did. And can I say something? So the Preds have not been in Philly for a while, and I got to mm-hmm. be honest, I haven't watched a game in Philly in a while. I, I'm born in Philly. I'm actually a Philly native. I was born in Philly. I moved down here as a kid when I was like a, a year old. But I have a lot of family in Philly. I know Philly very well. Those fans are some of the most diehard fans you will see in any part of the country. Football, basketball, baseball, whatever sport you want to talk about. Philadelphia fans are – they ride and die by their teams. I don't care how oh, yeah. bad their teams are. And you're hearing it tonight. Those fans are very loud. You would think that the Flyers were a first place team the way yeah. they are making noise oh, yeah. tonight. So kudos yeah. to the fans. I love my Philly brethren, as you will. They're playing well tonight. But the Preds, yeah. all they got to do right now is settle down. They had one bad giveaway at mid ice that hung mm-hmm. Soros out to dry. But UC Soros is locked in. And let me say something about Soros. He is really playing the type of goaltending tonight that can steal you a playoff series. You're seeing the Flyers 
with 17 shots on goal in that first period. They could have easily had three goals if you have an average, mediocre goaltender in net tonight. You're, the Preds are staring down a two- or three-goal deficit right now. But thanks to Soros, they're only down one. And you Absolutely. can resettle things in the intermission. You can kind of calm down and win this game still. It's not out of reach. But Soros, he was outstanding in that first period. Absolutely, he was. He uh, Even on the goal, Soros is just on another level tonight. Yes, he's playing really well. Even on the goal that they gave up, like he stopped the puck several times before it was able to – they were able to finally get it through Ben Harper. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do. I mean, there's really nothing he could have done about the goal that they did score. So, um, they just got to get it together for the second, that's for sure, because they are – that first one was rough. They're playing down to their opponent. Uh, yeah. as they tend to do sometimes. So There's so many, and there's so many mm. underlying storylines tonight. So first of all, let's pay our respects to Claude Giroux, who is uh, playing his 1,000th NHL game. Claude Giroux, yep. he's playing his 1,000th NHL game. He is one of the top trade targets on the market this year. Mostly everyone expects this to be his last game in a Flyers yep. uniform. They play, made this great ceremony for him pregame. So you know this team, the Flyers team, is playing with a really big edge to them tonight. I don't care where they're at the standings. Yep. These types of games usually favor the team that's not dealing yeah. with any pressure. That's true. And they're playing for, for, uh, for him, uh, for the captain, uh, getting out there. His family's there. Uh, the fight got the crowd all ran, uh, amped up. So, yeah, they're just um, just uh, in for the game. Carter Hart. Oh, actually, here we go. What do we got going on here? Mike Twitter with the thing. Oh! Tanner Janot. Tanner Janot. Tanner Janot scored. Is that number 20? Is that number 20 for Tanner? It might be. I thought he was at 19. 23 seconds. Into the second. I haven't seen it yet. Or they're showing the replay. That's his 20. Tanner Janot gets his 20th goal wow. of the season. Wow. That was nice. Very oh, nice. Oh, we got Alec jumping in on the bang. So, hey, everyone, bang yep. is kind of like our new thing that uh, everyone that who listens kind of created. And we got some bang t-shirts coming <coughs> yep. for the Catfish and Ice podcast. So stay tuned yep. for that. So Tanner Janot gets on the board with a bang. Preds tie it one to one really quick into the first period. There you go. That's goal 20 yes. for Janot. Don't Janot. Don't Janot. Yep. Don't Janot. Yeah. That's yeah. So good. usually, usually what happens is like uh, Mike, Twitter, or um, Justin, yeah, who's Justin in here, camera. sometimes they, um, they're, they're, they're ahead of, me, Chad's actually ahead of me in the game. I'm usually about 30 seconds behind. So when I see a bang, that usually means that we're going to get <laughs> that a, that a yeah. goal's coming up. Or or if it's a not bang, usually they say not bang, and and that means uh, the other team scores, which we don't want to see that. So so it's nice to see the Preds get that tying goal. But here here's the deal: this game is wide open. There's so much open ice right now. Both teams are just skating freely. Both goaltenders are completely under duress for this game. Yeah. 
And Matthew Shane's in the penalty box, it looks like. So, of course. Let's see what, what happened there. Oh, yeah. Start? That's a penalty. That's a penalty. Here's something else. Uh, Mike Twitter said another storyline. Terry Crisp was there and they were honoring him, which is really cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. Yep. All right. So the, uh, you get interference called on Matt DeShane. Uh, flyers back on the power play. So this is what you're seeing with this game right now is a lot of open ice, a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. A lot of overcompensating because you're making these mistakes and that's leading to penalties. Yeah. Don't like it. Don't like it. But we're used to it, Rich. We're we're totally used to it. We are. Right? We gotta be used to it at this point. And there you go. That's a that that's a uh I'm sorry to break it to you, Rich, but the didn't take long for the Flyers to get that. Are you goal kidding back. me right now? I'm not kidding you. I'm still at the face off. See how far I am? I'm telling you right now, the Preds, they are on their heels tonight. They're just, they're not, they're not really showing any type of defensive resistance at all. They're just breaking down. Ridiculous. Wide open net. Wide open net. I could have scored that goal, Rich. You might not be able to. Not bang. Here's a good one. Stay out of the box. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I'm telling you right now, I'm not taking anything away from from the Flyers goal scorer. His name's York. He's only got a second goal of the season. I'm sure he's a great hockey player. But you put me on skates. I can skate a little bit. I can't. <laughs> you put me in that spot, I'm scoring that goal. Yep. So the Preds, yep. they have to figure out a way to just – I mean, they're down 2-1, to one, but there's just way too much open ice. They're getting skated around in circles right now by the Flyers. They are. They absolutely are. Um, there's another save from Soros. I mean, he is target practice on UC Soros so far tonight. It really is. I, I hate, I hate when these games go like this. <laughs> they played so well against Pittsburgh, and then, well, let's talk about let's talk about the Pittsburgh game, Rich. That mm. was a really, that was a surprising game for a lot of people. They did not expect the Preds to win that game. That was everyone was eyeing that game as okay. This is probably a game that the Preds will lose. The the Penguins are playing really good hockey. And uh, you saw the injuries coming into the game with Mark Barvietsky and Matt Benning, which the Preds are dealing with that same issue tonight. Uh, but yeah. the Preds got themselves a backup goaltender. They didn't have to go against Tristan Jari. They took advantage of that. That's true. Against yeah. uh, Smith who is their backup goaltender, and they, yeah. they kind of pounced on the Penguins and played a really good game. So that was a kind of a little bit of an unexpected win for a lot of people. Yeah, it was a great game to watch. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah, the Predators, had they only had 25 shots on goal. Penguins had 36. Uh, Predators had 10 penalty minutes. Penguins had 12. Nobody scored a power play goal. Just, um, yeah, it was good. It was a good game. Good all-around win. Um, and then they come here and play like they're playing now, which is ugly. Uh, Rich, I'm going to need you to be a little bit more positive here. I know. Rolling. I get really, you, I get really you, down. <laughs> you're really not kidding. The last episode you said, I find every time the Preds – you said this quote. I find that every time the Preds do something wrong, 
I am so critical. Very and you're much. showing it tonight, Rich. This is our I first watch along in a while. I know. You're really showing it. Yeah. I just expect more and better. <laughs> I expect more you know, and better. My uh my mother used to say that when I brought my grades <laughs> home from high school. Oh, I expect more and better. Yeah. So that's funny. I guess more, that's what the Preds are right now. More A's. I expect more and better from you. But Soros, <laughs> Soros is literally like keeping them in this game. I know we say that all the time, but the Flyers are already up to 21 shots on goal officially, and we are less than three minutes into the end of the second period. That's insane. So if this pace doesn't shut, doesn't slow down a little bit, Soros is going to face like 60 shots tonight. That's literally yep. what we're at right now. Yep. Not well, that we would, have not that we haven't I, seen that before, but I, I really would today. rather I would rather not see that tonight. How about that? Yep. I mean, definitely don't want to see that. You would think that the Flyers are the team that has a chance at the playoffs and not the Preds right now. Honestly, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is. I don't know what's going on. But you know what? That's what happens in these late season games. When you get down to the stretch and you've got these teams who are sellers and they're they know that they're not going to make the playoffs most likely and they've yep. kind of accepted their fate, they become spoilers and we know in hockey that you still have to show up. These are all professionals. You have to play your best game every yep. night no matter who you're playing. That's what we're seeing tonight. We've seen the Preds lose to Seattle recently. We've seen them lose to some other really bad teams this season. And, uh, yeah. I don't like what Mike Twitter just said. Uh, I have no words right now. Well, I've got, I've got, I see John Hines is digging in his uh, breast pocket looking for a pen. I don't know if that's him drawing up adjustments because he needs to make them right now because. This team's getting overworked. They're getting overworked. They're getting outskated. They're getting beat. I mean, uh, Soros is just like laying flat on the ice. What? That looked like a that looked like a situation where maybe the puck could have been called dead. Yeah. See, did he cover it though? Did he that. cover it? Um. No, that's a goal. Yeah. Unless there was a whistle blown, unless there was a whistle blown, which I've got it on mute right now, but unless there was a whistle blown, that's a goal. Yeah. Yeah. It was never covered. The puck was never covered. So, no. Gosh. Uh, yeah. See, that's what's frustrating is this is a game. This is a game that they needed to win. Uh, uh, Minnesota won last night against the Bruins uh, to, to go back into third spot in the division. Preds are back into the wild card spot. Um, this would have been a good a good one to uh, pull back even with them, and I mean, there's still well, a lot of game left. So, well, this is the type of game where the Preds can make a comeback. There's plenty of open ice. The Flyers yeah. are not a team that you can't come back against. Yes, absolutely. But if you don't limit these turnovers and these giveaways and this this sloppy oh, yeah. play in your own zone, then yep. it's going to get ugly really quick because Soros can only do so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I got no words. <laughs> All right, we'll keep, we'll keep monitoring this game. The Preds we'll are down three. The pro, the Predators are down three to one to the Flyers. 
this uh, second period has already been uh, really crazy because the Preds came back to tie it one to one in the first like 30 seconds of the second period, but they're already down three to one. Now the Preds are starting to get to get some offensive zone time. I'm telling you, this is one of those games where there's so much open ice. My Twitter has a time machine. He does, man. It's in the future. He's got a DeLorean oh. with the. Uh... Wait a minute. Yeah, well, I, that was that was open. I, that was just like offensive zone time. This is one of those games. I'm telling you, Mike Twitter, I'm you're so, our time machine. By the way, I'm so uh, far back. <laughs> I, I, I don't even. Who is it? Myers. Well, awesome. Roman Yossi tags another assist. Look at this skating from Roman Yossi. How many is that for Myers this this year? Like that was a good looking shot for Myers. Yeah. I gotta give him credit. That was a really good looking shot. We know that sure. well, we know that Myers has it in him. We know that he can that he can shoot. That was a really good looking shot. But I want to give a lot of credit to Roman Yossi there, like he needs any more credit. But right. Roman Yossi was skating. He drew two players against him, two defenders against him to make that pass back to Myers. Did you see yeah. that, Rich? I did. Yes. Very much so. Yeah, it was that is that is the uh, Roman Yossi effect right there. Yep. When absolutely. all these defenders are drawn towards Roman Yossi because he is that dynamic, mm-hmm. you find other open areas for the team. Yep. Johnny's got a good point. Uh, Philadelphia, their credit is a tough place to play. They noted on the Hawks Flyers game a few Saturdays ago, Chicago has not won in Philly since 1996. That's what? Awesome. That's a crazy That's stat right there. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. That's crazy. That's funny. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So there you go. So it's get back in it, boys. It's three to two now. There's been four goals scored in the first six minutes of this game of this second period. That's insane. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, that, that's why these uh, watch-alongs are so fun, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's uh, um, Fleet Myers. That's his first goal of the season. Is it really? Yeah. I thought he had gotten one before. He's that's got weird. some assists this season. He, that's yeah. his first goal. So huh. good for him. I still don't think he should be in the in the playoff lineup. I'm sorry, but he shouldn't be. No. But that is it. That that's a good goal he just scored there. He had three assists leading up to that, so you know. Yep, that's awesome. All right, let's get into some uh some of the biggest trades that have already happened so far, Rich. There you go. And let's let's go ahead and start off with the big one that ties to the Preds, and that's Cal Yarncroak. Going he to Calgary. Going, he is going to Calgary, and I'm so yeah. happy for him that he's finding himself absolutely a a team that has a legitimate chance to win a Stanley Cup this year. They do, yeah. They that's really awesome, and would happy for him if they did win one, but unhappy that he didn't get it with the predators so so i'm looking at the calgary flames and what they have done over the last like two seasons as far as building their lineup up yep and i'm telling you that front office right there is making things happen they Mm -hmm. are really building that team i mean you go back to last offseason when they got blake coleman from the uh from the from the tampa lightning i was a big blake coleman guy uh, I like I like that player. They've totally built up their depth. They just got Tyler Toffoli yep. not too long ago. They've already got a good team to begin with. 
with Markstrom in net, with Johnny Goudreau, with Maggio Pane. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got so many good players on that team. And they just got Callie Yarncroke, who's going to fill in their depth. We know that Callie Yarncroke is going to be a quality all-around forward for that team. It's going to benefit them in the playoffs. Absolutely, they will. Uh, He will. Um, Looks like Seattle also retained 50% of his salary. That's pretty good. I think he was at like $2 million a year, so it's a million. But um, Well, the Flames have given up a lot of draft picks in the moves they've made recently, yep. which really tells you they're going all in. Like they're ready to, to, to do it now. And they've got the roster to do it. Like they really do. They're going to be a team that's really going to challenge uh, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs. Yep. Um, uh, Seattle gets a 22 22- a 2022 second round pick, 2023 third round pick, and a 2024 seventh round pick for the boy boy Cali. I think it's a good trade for both teams, judging yeah. by where they're at right now. You look at a team like the Seattle Kraken, they are totally like realizing their place in this and knowing yeah. that they're not a, um, they're going to have to go the long way per se in mm-hmm. terms of an expansion team. Yep. Whereas um, the Flames are like in a spot where they're trying to add whatever they can right now to to make to make a move in the, in this year's playoffs. Yep. And to knock. So off I'm really Colorado. happy. <laughs> so I'm really happy for Cali Yarncroke. He got off to a slow start this season, but he's really come on strong lately, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why he got that trade market uh, value for him. Yep. And so he's on a good team now. He he has a good chance to win a cup this year now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So good yeah. for him. Definitely good for him. Uh, Flyers are on the power play right now. They are. Big surprise. Yep. Mike Twitter is going to probably tell us when it's a bang or a not bang. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Uh, but I see some good penalty killing here. Um, they've really got to settle these this thing out. There's so much time left in this there game. Is. Keep it three to two. You're fine. Yeah. Absolutely. There's plenty, there's plenty of there's plenty of room in this game to score goals. So yeah. a one goal deficit is really not that big of a concern right now. Yep. I think um Colton Sissons is in the box, but I don't I didn't see what he did. I bet somebody in our chat can probably say <laughs> I didn't see what it was. Um so the uh I gotta I gotta share this quote that I read from the Flames uh, GM, and I wonder if it has any tie to what David Poyle's thinking right now. You ready for this quote I read here? Yep. He said, quote unquote, you can't suck and blow at the same time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think he, what he's trying to say is like you can't awesome. like you've either got to pick one strategy or the other. You can't say you're rebuilding, but you also want to be like a playoff contender. Right. You've either got to say you're going all in, you're going to build your team up, or you're going to sell everyone off. So I think what the Flames GM was trying to say is we don't want to give up some of these prospects that we love, but right. we have to, or these draft picks, for instance, but we want to build our team now to win. And that just yes. makes me think about what David Poyle is thinking right now mm-hmm. because He's honestly in a very similar position as uh, to that strategy. Does he want to just 
think more about the long-term future or does he want to take the approach that the Flames have kind of taken and make some bold additions and maybe have to part ways with some draft picks and some, and some prospects. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it, it all kind of hinges on Philip Forsberg, doesn't it? It really um, does. That, the, every, everything that, that David Poyle could want to do at this trade deadline hinges on that. So um, if Philip Forsberg's gone, then, you know, what do you, you know, you're, you're done for the season, but if he stays, then you got, you know, add some, add some guys, add some defense, uh, some defensemen, but it all kind of hinges and revolves around what that, what happens there. So. Yeah. I mean, um, we're kind of, we're kind of stuck in this holding pattern right now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What Forsberg's going to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there was another really good uh, big time trade that happened in the NHL and that was uh, Ford uh, Frank Vetrano went oh, yeah. to the went got went to the New York Rangers, got traded from the Panthers. One of the reasons why that was kind of a surprising move is you don't normally see teams like the Panthers, who are one of the top teams in the league, give up become somebody. sellers like that. Now, mm-hmm. it really makes sense considering what they did after that, because they got yeah. uh, they got uh, Ben Chiro. Yes. From the Canadians. That's definitely a good move. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So they <clears> kind <throat> of like, they made one move to make another move. So they were yeah. clearing up cap space to get Ben Sherratt. And now the, uh, the, the, uh, the Panthers have really shored up their defensive line and their mm-hmm. defensive depth, but they yeah. had to let go of a, uh, a really good veteran forward. In the process, meanwhile, you got the New York Rangers who get some defensive or get some uh, forward depth for their team because the yeah. Rangers are also a really good team that wants to make things happen this year in the playoffs. So, yep. again, you're seeing a trade where both teams probably feel like they're doing something valuable for their playoff runs. Yeah, definitely getting um, Ben Sherratt is an awesome, awesome move. Um I wouldn't have mind seeing him play for the Predators. That would have been awesome. But um Yeah, he was being linked to the Preds a little yeah. bit. I just felt like it was probably not gonna happen. It would have been nice yeah. to see it happen. But um he he would yeah. certainly be an upgrade to this team. It would it would fit a very big weakness that this team has. Absolutely. But uh just didn't seem like maybe they were yeah. gonna have to swing for the fences a little bit more to get a player like him. Yeah. I remember seeing that a little bit, but didn't hear <clears throat> much about it after, you know, seeing it once or twice. So I figured that we, was a little out of reach. We've still got some big names out there. Of course, Claude Giroux is out there. Uh, Mark Giordano of the uh, mm-hmm. Seattle Kraken is is definitely going to get traded. He's already been, been, uh, been benched recently. Yeah. Yeah. To protect I, his trade value. Yeah, and that was that was supposed to be his thousandth game, and he got yeah. benched on that night. <laughs> so we got to see where he's going to go again. I think that's way too outside of the realm of what the Preds are probably going to be able to get. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're in that place. I do think that the Preds are in a place to go out there and get get a defenseman who can fix mm-hmm. this issue that we currently have right now when it comes to the depth. Because uh, 
you can't count on being fully healthy when you go into the playoffs. You just can't do yeah. it. We're already seeing it right now. We're already seeing it right now. Clearly, yeah. plain as day, we're seeing it tonight with Matt Benning and Mark Borowiecki not in the lineup. I know Fleet Myers just scored a goal. That's great. I'm happy for right. him. I still don't think he is a quality <laughs> playoff starting defenseman for the Predators. Yeah, I don't either. Um and with Benning being out, you know, normally he he doesn't really get hurt very often, but it seems like Borvietsky does get hurt a little more often. So that's speaks to what you, you said about you, you can't, can't count on you can't count on both of them being yeah. available. You can't do yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah, for the whole for a whole stretch, but that's why they need definitely need somebody else like upgrade that position a little bit. So Yeah. And um, that doesn't that doesn't mean you have to sell the farm or go crazy or mm-hmm. Lose a really coveted prospect to do this. Deal deal yourself out a second round draft pick, and you or and you can get yourself a really quality defenseman that's out there. I think Calvin uh, DeHaan for mm-hmm. the uh, Chicago Blackhawks would be a really awesome addition to fill this team's need right now. He is third in the league coming into tonight's action in block shots among defensemen. He's third in the league in blocks per 60. This is according to moneypuck.com. He is up there in all of the defensive numbers that you want to see. He plays on the penalty kill, so you could the Preds could instantly bring him in and put him on the second penalty kill unit, most likely. He yeah. plays a lot of ice time for Chicago. He's not some uh, defenseman that rarely gets used and can't get his ice time up there. He's very used. He's very. He's actually very popular among Blackhawks fans. That's not a player they want to lose at all. He's not going to bring you any offensive value at all, but that's not really mm-hmm. what the Preds need at that position. They no. need quality defensemen who can block shots, who can not turn the puck over, and just fill that role that we need right now. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> that's over anything. I think that's what they need most of all right now. Um, that is the, the biggest glaring hole in 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 uh, their uh, the way they play is that is that third line or the third pair defenseman. So um, there's got to be somebody out there they can get. Chicago probably won't. Um, well, that's the thing. Chicago yeah. probably won't. Yeah, definitely not one. <laughs> I, that that that's kind of the thing that I feel like I, I don't yeah. know if the Blackhawks would be willing to trade with the Preds because yeah. I feel like a Calvin DeHaan is probably going to have multiple suitors that want yeah. him, and They're so like, if if the Preds are one of like five teams who would like yeah. to have him, are the Blackhawks yeah. really going to like choose the Preds? They're like, you want us to trade with you after what Pecorino did to us? No right. way, no way. Yeah, go back but, to Nashville. You've also got Justin Braun out there, who I think would be a um, mm-hmm. another good plan B. I would, I would, I would take him. There's plenty. There's there's a couple uh, out there uh, because I just feel like if the Preds go into the playoffs with what they have now, it's very untrustworthy, and really their only chance they have of beating a team like the Colorado Avalanche, the Calgary Flames, or even Oof. if they sneak it, even if they sneak into that top three spot and they face a team like the St. Louis Blues in the first round. Mm-hmm. The only way I see them winning a first-round playoff series is if, with this current team, is what we've all what we've been saying for a while. UC Soros will have to completely steal it. Yes, absolutely. Almost like what he's playing like tonight, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I don't know much about Mark Giordano. Like, is he out of reach money wise, or is it? The, I, I think Seattle wants a pretty heavy price tag mm-hmm. for him. I'm not saying yeah. the Preds couldn't pull it. They maybe Poyle would be willing to go crazy, but I I feel like you're going to have to offer at least a really quality prospect, a, a first round yeah. pick. Um, he, yeah, you're going to have to offer a, a lot more than a Calvin DeHaan for for, yeah. for uh, Giordano because he is a he is a proven veteran yeah. that's way more all around. Uh, he not, can definitely be a leader. Yeah. So he's not like third pairing type person, I guess. I don't think so. I think yeah, if you're going to make that either. kind of an offering for him, yeah. uh, you would have to shuffle your defensive lineup and maybe pair him with like a Matias Ekholm. Yep, absolutely. I don't Let's know. See. Johnny said this team could beat Minnesota in a first round matchup. Say those two play in the two third matchup in the central. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd that would right. be that would be the very that would be the uh ideal the matchup for the Preds. <clears throat> yeah. In the first absolutely. Round. <clears throat> I, I, I can't but I can't honestly say that I like the Preds chances if they face first round against Calgary, Colorado, or St. Louis. Yeah. I don't like their chances at all. Yeah. So Unless either. they unless they make these additions, most notably on the defensive side of things, then maybe I, you might change my mind. But mm-hmm. yeah, and and I, yeah, and what no. we're talking about here is I don't want the Preds to go crazy here and, and offer up all these assets. I don't want them to like you know be trading away prospects and swing for the fences and mortgage their future. You can make very conservative moves at the deadline on defense mm-hmm. without having to do that. And that's kind of yeah. where I'm at with this team. Uh, priority number one, get Phil Forsberg re-signed, and then, then you can still have plenty room to sign yourself a defenseman. Yep. It's a uh, clock's ticking right now. Three days, well, four days, counting today, I guess. Got to get that done. Hopefully tomorrow, right. maybe tomorrow. I keep every day. Let's I'm see like, what's uh, yeah, I know. I'm like, we've, just, been, do, we've been doing this since the new year, uh, <laughs> since the ball dropped for 2022, Rich, on the show. When is that announcement going to come? All right, all right. So the game is kind of all right. It's kind of slowed down a little bit. Uh, still three to two. Flyers beating the Preds. Just under the six minute mark of the second period. There's already been four goals scored between the two teams this period. But I still feel really good about the Preds in this game. I still feel like if they can just play their game, they're the better team on the ice. They are. Oh, they're yeah, the better team. Yeah, I agree 100%. UC Soros has bailed them out up to this point. Now it's time to protect your goaltender and go out there and win a game that you should win. Absolutely. Johnny brings up a good point. Definitely don't go crazy Monday with the trades. Use this season as a learning experience for the younger upcoming guys for deep success a season or two from now. Yes. 100% that right there. You can play both to that point. You can play both sides of it. You don't have, Mm -hmm. you can still be players in the deadline and look to add and make your team better for the playoffs, but you can also still be thinking about the long-term future. Both can be true at this deadline if you're smart about it. And David Poyle has been doing this long enough Mm -hmm. to know how to handle this situation. As much criticism as he gets, 
he still knows how to handle a situation like this. He's been doing this for a little while, so it's just not a his little first bit. rodeo. Probably longer, probably longer than I've been on this earth. He's been doing this. So. Absolutely. Yep. All right. He uh, he knows what he's doing. He does. Even though, even though people don't believe that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, if he botches this Philip Forsberg situation, then all yeah. bets are off. That's true. That is absolutely true. Yep. That's funny. All right, so uh, we are presented by DraftKings. We are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. And for all of our listeners, we got to tell you about the new offer that's going on right now at the DraftKings Sportsbook, which is the official sports betting partner of the NHL. This entire season has been packed with dirty dangles, breakaways, all the good stuff that we love in hockey, hat tricks, big wins. We've seen plenty of big wins for the Preds. And so now DraftKings is delivering you an awesome offer if you go onto their app right now and use our promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to win an NHL game, and you can win $150 in free bets. That's all you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 and free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and up restrictions apply. Please see our show notes for details if you have a gambling problem and ways that you can find responsible gambling practices and to get help if you have a gambling problem. There's also daily fantasy available if the sportsbook is not available in your state yet. Absolutely. DraftKings. All right. So uh, Dante Fabro is going to the bench here. It looks like he uh, oh, took a shot to the face. the face. Never fun when that happens. Dante no, Fabro. Losing Dante Fabro right now would be catastrophic, Rich. Oh, he's a. Uh, and they don't call anything. Like, what? what how, no, how did no, they no, 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 no. They called a high stick. Oh, they did they? Oh, okay. Stick. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. They called a high stick. Yep. Double oh, minor. Good. Oh, wow. They called a double minor on that one. We got ourselves a four-minute power play for the Preds right now. Oh. Everybody. It drew Fabro. blood. It drew Fabro. blood. He's bleeding. Fabro reached up and, like, wrenched his nose a little bit to make oh, some yeah. blood come out. <laughs> he's like, well, he's bleeding, though. He is. That was a legitimate <laughs> shot, though, Rich. It was. Absolutely. A, he, it was a – all right, so the Preds power play is already 0 for 2 tonight, so uh, they're due right now. All right, let's see what happens. We're going to watch this power play uh, along with you on episode 114. Let's kind of watch yeah. and see what happens here. Um, you, got your, you got your big guns out there, Forsberg, Yossi. I mean, the players you need to produce in these moments, they're out there right now. Yep, for sure. Granlin's got the puck right now. Let's see what happens. And it's cleared. This is a long power play. You got to be so. So when you have these four minute power plays, mm-hmm. you've got to be patient. You can't just like you, you've got to be smart about it. Wait for your moments. Wait for the really yeah. good setup shots. You've got mm-hmm. a little bit more room to be patient. Obviously, when you have these longer power plays. So that's kind of what the Preds are doing right now. They got to get set up. They got to camp in the zone a little bit. And what do you know? 
Right on cue, Rich. I that hate being so behind awesome. so much, man. I'm so sorry. You'll see it, though. Oh, look. Look, here's our friend. Justin's in. I beat Justin. Man. I was actually the first one to call it to, uh, Call it you on did. that one. Where's you my did. Twitter at? He's slacking. Who my Twitter's it? slacking. Hey, what did I tell you? Be more patient. And that's exactly what happened there. Was that Ryan Johansson? Yeah, thanks to Mikel Grant. Yeah. So that was some great passing on the power yeah. play. Oh. Alex said bang. Hey, I'm not trying to be overly critical there, but I don't know if Johansson meant to make that. Maybe not. That was more of a bank shot by Granlin. He almost banked it Ah. off of, he almost banked it off of Johansson's stick. That was such a perfect pass. You know, you're, you know, you're a really good setup man when your pass is so good that it goes off the tape of the, of the, uh, a player you're passing it to and it still goes in. Yeah. I don't know. He kind of flipped the stick up, so I'm thinking. All right. He, he might do. All right. Either yeah. way, it's a goal. Either way, it's a goal. And that Either was a great way, it's a goal. That was a great setup from Granlund. Yep. Yossi tags another assist in this game, Rich. What's that like? How many points is that now for him? Well, he's got he's got two assists tonight. I don't know <laughs> if he assisted on the other goal or not. So Yossi keeps bolstering his Norris Trophy case with tonight's game. Come on, boys. Get another one. Let's go Tovin in this time. Okay, you're right. Roman Yossi has three assists. No, no, no. He didn't assist on the first one. Oh, I so thought you know, he had Yossi has, Roman Yossi has two assists tonight. Oh, okay. Well, that's still good. And he is officially, according to the Bally Sports South broadcast, Roman Yossi has officially tied Paul Correa for the franchise record in a season for most assists. Wow. 54. That's awesome. So he's definitely going to break that. We've already we've pretty much known that was going to happen here for a, for the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty clear yep. that he'll break that record. So Paul Correa, it's time to move over, man. You've held that yep. record for a long time. But Romeosi, he is getting in on it. A very long time. So the Preds, they're trying to get this go-ahead goal here because the the power play extends when you've got yes. that double minor. You've got another minute. And they've well, they've made anyway. Yeah, they've made they've made some good zone time here, but uh it looks like they've got one more chance to make a push here. But they have come back and tied the game at three to three, despite honestly, they're not playing great defensive hockey. They've been very no. leaky on defense. They've given up 27 shots on goal already. They are very, very fortunate to be tied 3-3 three to three in this game right now. But mm. we'll take it. Johansson just lost the puck. That was not good. I'm behind, like, really far. I'm probably, like, 30 seconds behind. The game's going to be over. We're going to be like, oh, yeah, the Preds won, and you're still going to be in, like, the second Yeah, period. I'll be watching it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Something's not right with this. <laughs> well, that's Something's what happens when you're right. in Kentucky, Rich. I guess. Nah. Kentucky's beautiful. I love Kentucky, actually. Yeah. All right. So, um, what about this? Marc-Andre Fleury. We really want to see Marc-Andre Fleury uh, rescued out of Chicago, don't we? Free Marc-Andre Fleury. That's that needs for sure. to be a new hashtag, for real. That's for sure. I bet, I I bet would, he, he would not... 
I bet he'd take like a huge pay cut just to go somewhere else. Just get out I mean, of that dumpster he fire. He doesn't need any money, obviously. No. I'd actually like to see him go play for Pittsburgh again. That'd be pretty awesome. That would uh no. I mean, well, it would be good for him. It'd be good for him. Whatever's best for him. Yeah. Um, because I he's one of my favorite goaltenders outside of Pecorine. Like he's one yeah. of the most likable um uh, yeah. goaltenders out there. So yeah, definitely get him out of Chicago. I'd love to see yeah. him land for a team that needs him. Johnny says Blackhawks are gonna get a good haul for Mark Andre Fleury. Yep. All yeah, right, so thanks, really thanks everyone for thanks everyone for listening to episode 114 of Catfish on Ice. This is Chad Minton and Rich How, your host, as we watch along with you as the Preds take on the Philadelphia Flyers. It's a tie game, three to three. Second intermission is coming up here soon. Got about 20 seconds left in the period. It's been a crazy oh. game with six goals scored between the two teams. And uh Soros, he has really lived up to what his uh, reputation is <clears throat> because I, I can tell you that the Flyers could easily have five or six goals right now by the way Two they're playing. Rooms. Whereas the uh, the Preds, yes, they also have three goals right now, but they've been a little bit more opportunistic. They only have 18 shots on goal. Right, Their chances have not been nearly as high as the Flyers have had tonight. Two of these goals, <clears throat> there wasn't really anything he could do about them. So, can't blame him for that. Yes. I know according somebody to, you can blame, though. <laughs> according to natural stat trick right now, the uh, the Flyers already have 10 high-danger chances for the game. The Preds have six. Yep. Uh, expected goals four. The Flyers are at 2.68. The Preds are at 1.33. So, this is in all situations. So the, the the Preds have really been outplayed tonight offensively, and they're oh, still absolutely. tied three to three. Yep. Yep. And that's going to – oh, they stopped yeah. it. Two yes, seconds we're at, left. We're at the second intermission now, officially, Rich. I'm not. <laughs> getting, yeah, you'll catch up, Rich. You'll catch up. I'll catch up. All right. With that, let's get to our battle for the central power rankings, our weekly division power rankings, Rich. Yep. And I think we have a new firm number eight team in the division, and that is the Chicago Blackhawks. That's who I have. They are firmly. We finally moved them to number eight last week, and they're staying there. I think they are. I wrote, uh, trade them all, trade them all. If there was a way to move the Chicago Blackhawks to number nine, I would do it. But there's only (laughs) eight. There's only eight teams. So it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair if I moved them to the number nine because there's only eight teams, but I really want to move them to number nine. Yeah, go ahead. Nah, okay. That's not going to hurt All right, you. so the, the, the Chicago Blackhawks are officially number eight and number nine in our in our division power rankings because Rich said I was allowed to do that. So, so bad. Gave so me bad. Mm. But, all right, so the Coyotes are at number seven, and yep. they uh, – I mean, if you could flip over this season and if they could have opened up the season like this, then we'd be having a totally different conversation because yep. the Arizona Coyotes, they are they are just wrecking people right now. Mm-hmm. They are. They are on a two-game win streak again. They have nothing to lose. 
So they're just playing with. And I personally, I personally love a good spoiler late in the season, as long as they don't spoil the Pred season. Absolutely. I love seeing them be spoilers. I love be- seeing them beat teams like the Toronto mm-hmm. Maple Leafs. I love them seeing uh, seeing them beat teams like the Colorado Avalanche recently. They've beaten yeah. some good. They've beaten some bad teams recently too. They beat Aliens most recently. They beat the Detroit Red Wings nine to two. That's insane. I mean, yeah. So they're uh, they're just wrecking people left and right, and good for them. I can't wait to see them sell out that five thousand seat stadium that they're about <laughs> to about to open up. That's going to be cool to see. Yeah. Um, I I I want to say that my uh, my high school basketball gym that I played in held almost as many people. So um, yeah. yeah, mine did not. But um, the thing <laughs> yeah. is. The thing is, they're going to be there for a while. It's not just for, for next it. season. It's for like two or three seasons, I believe. So, Well, you know, th- that's why they're playing so well right now, Rich, is because they want to get all those 5,000 fans excited. They want to fill that <laughs> They, they want to fill that arena. All those college kids on that campus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they got to win now. If they don't win now, no one's going to show up. That's true. How embarrassing would it be, Rich, if they have a 5,000-seat arena, five or 6,000, and like half of it's full? How embarrassing would that be for the league? Yeah, it's – you mean how how more embarrassing would it be? I don't it's pretty think so. embarrassing right now. I think it's going to be a sellout, honestly. I, but, would, I would think so. But college, I mean, kids, college kids paying 80 bucks for a ticket – to a hockey game. You yeah. think they're going to even charge that much, dude? I don't I don't know. Yeah, I would think 80s like probably, on the cheap end for an NHL they're, ticket. They're probably going to have to do like these crazy specials to get those college kids in there. And yeah. I mean, on TV it's going to look good, like not look good, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. there'll be butts and seats, like it'll be full. Mm-hmm. But uh good for the Coyotes. They're playing good hockey. They are whooping on people right now. Yep. And uh, they just don't need to do it when we play them, which I Mike think we Twitter. have one more game against them. Yeah, Mike Twitter said he's going to fly out to Arizona and watch a Preds game there. I'm all for that, Mike. I would love to do that as well, actually. That would yeah. be really cool to see an NHL game in that venue. So the Preds actually wrap up their season this year against the Coyotes. Yeah. That could have, uh, that could have implications. Don't say it. Don't say it, Rich. <laughs> If we go into that last game of the season with playoffs on the line, I don't know if I can handle it, Rich. I don't I know can't. if I can. I know I can't. I can't handle it now. If so we don't have imagine. it, if we don't if we don't have it wrapped up by then and we go into the last game of the season having to beat the Coyotes to get in the playoffs, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle it. I'm I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not. Yeah, I agree. I All agree. Right. Be that as it may, the Coyotes are number seven in our power rankings. They Mm -hmm. have finally climbed out of number eight. They were in number eight for almost the entire season in our power rankings, but uh, they're out. They are out of the doghouse. All right. Number six for me is still the Winnipeg Jets, Mm. but they are creeping up. Well, I put Dallas at number six. And there's the here's the reason why. I did. Here's why. Three losses in a row for Dallas. Winnipeg has won their last two. So if you go week to week, 
True. You know, that's it's kind of better better situation for Winnipeg. Winnipeg has they, back-to-back impressive wins. They spanked Vegas 7-3. to Mm-hmm. And they also beat St. Louis on Sunday 4-3. to Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, they've got a win against Tampa Bay recently that was impressive. So, yeah, yep. Winnipeg's coming along. I still can't put them ahead of Dallas, though. I can't. It's close, though. Yeah. They're, I mean, it's – yeah, I don't know. Dallas is digging a hole for themselves, that's for sure. So, I've got Dallas still at number four, and I've still got Minnesota at number five. I'm holding. I'm holding steady. Well, I left Minnesota at four because they beat the Bruins, but the Bruins were without Patrice Bergeron, and they only won by one. So, it could have been a lot worse. So, <clears throat> I'm going to leave them at four. Just because of where they sit in the standings, I guess. So you've got Minnesota number four, you got mm-hmm. Dallas number six, you got Winnipeg number five, right? Yep, yep. We are all over the board here. I've got, I've got, I've got Dallas at number four still. Yep. I've got Minnesota at number five. I got Winnipeg at, at number six, and I've got mm-hmm. our top three is probably the same: Preds, yep. Blues, Avalanche. Still. Yep. Yep. Um, I wrote a note. For Nashville, trending in the right direction. Need to keep piling up the wins and get into third place. Second place is not out of reach. But the way they're playing tonight. I don't even want to think about second place. Just get in the top three. I don't even care. Yeah, I agree. But they're they're so close. I mean, they are so close. What are they? Second, Second place gets you home ice advantage in the first round, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. That, that would be a very big deal because the Preds have played so well at home this year. Yep. Yeah, so Nashville's got 74 points. Minnesota's 74. St. Louis has 76. So, um, oh, Justin says that the Blues are currently losing. Yeah, let's That's take a good. look at the scores right now. So, we've got uh, Stars are beating the Canadians 2-1 to one in the third period. How – Amazing would it be if the Canadians could win that game? Very. Uh, yeah, the Penguins are beating the Blues one nothing. Let's let's. I know it's hard to say this, but let's go for the Penguins in that one. We've got some games later on tonight: Sabers against the Oilers, Canucks against the Red Wings, Sharks against the Kings, and Panthers against the Golden Knights. A lot of Eastern versus Western Conference games tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's just root for all the Western Conference yeah. teams to lose tonight. Yeah. Easy strategy. Johnny said, hey, on nights like tonight, out-of-town scoreboard, you take the help when you can get it. Go pins over the Blues. Yep. Yes, for sure. Yep. I'll take that. We'll take it. Really, the Preds awesome. are in a position right now where, I mean, I know this is a cliche, but control your own destiny. I mean – if they've mm-hmm. got to depend on other teams to lose, then they're just they're in the wrong fight as it is. Just yep. they they are in a good spot here to control their destiny. Mm-hmm. Where they're at the standings, they're in a good spot. They've got a lot of division games left, obviously, but it's really they just have to take care of business and they're in. I mean, the the odds are really high. I haven't checked them recently, but I know that the odds are really high that they're gonna get in the playoffs. Yeah, I haven't seen no it in what. a while. I don't know what it is that. Um, <clears throat> but it's games like this, like tonight. You have to win these games. 
Like you're 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 supposed to win, so you you got to finish your business and take care of it. So, especially <clears throat> considering the upcoming schedule is. Um, yeah, that's what I was pulling up. Honestly, it's not very daunting. I mean, you got Toronto on Saturday. Then you mm-hmm. go on the road for three games. You got Anaheim, LA, and Vegas. That doesn't really scare me that much. I mean, you no. should be able to take care of business in those games. Vegas is not who we thought they were. At least not now. <laughs> I'm not saying they can't wake up and be a cup team once again, but right yeah. now they're a mess. Then you they take on Philadelphia again, and then you take on Ottawa. I mean, the rest of the month is filled with a lot of games that you look mm-hmm. at on paper and you're like, Preds need to win these games. Yep, absolutely. Then you get Buffalo after that going into April. I mean, the schedule has really softened up a lot. As yeah. much as you can say it can in the NHL terms. Because honestly, mm-hmm. any team is capable of beating any team. But I'm just saying, by hockey terms, they're playing some lesser opponents coming up. Right, absolutely. Johnny said Vegas traded away the wrong goalie. Hmm, seems like it. That is true. Seems like I, I saw yeah. a report that I, I saw a report that Robin Leonard might be out for the rest of the season. Oh wow! So Vegas yep. is really, really in a world are, of hurt right now. They are sitting in the second wild card spot with sixty-eight points, and Dallas. So, is next and with 67 in Vancouver. So look at this wild look at this wild card race right now. So Vegas is at 68 points. Yep. They've got four teams within three points of them for that last wild card spot. You've mm-hmm. got Anaheim, which I feel like Anaheim's kind of bowed out of it, but Anaheim's yeah. there at 65, Winnipeg's at 66, Vancouver at 67, Dallas at 67. Yep. Which <clears throat> which is which is good because the Predators got a good a little a cushion, but they've got a cushion. They got I, a six I, point cushion out of falling out of the playoffs. Yeah. But we, we obviously want more than just a cushion. I'd really like to see him get in the third place. It's so funny how we want more rich considering <laughs> if you asked us this going into the season, if uh, for any of our new <laughs> listeners, if you want to go back and listen to our preseason episodes, we were like, <laughs> we just want to be entertained. Just like, just like give us something to be entertained about, and we'll be fine. Like we don't expect to make the playoffs. Like just we're excited about these young players. Like yep. if they, we didn't even care. We didn't, yeah. we didn't even care about making the playoffs. Now I all think, of a sudden, me and now all of a sudden, me and Rich are like, oh no, we got to be in the top three. I think the funniest thing is we were like, if they make it in the playoffs and lose in the first round, that's just icing on the cake. And now we're that's like, what we were saying, and, and now, now we're like, they got to get out of the first round. <laughs> It's, they uh, must get out of the first round for yeah, this to Rich be a successful is, season. Rich is sitting over there like, oh, no, I'm not satisfied. Top not two. Satisfied. They got to be second place. <laughs> you just got to say in second place. I know. Well, it's, it's within reach. Oh, my God. It's within reach. Why do they toy with our hearts so I much? Know. I don't know. It's amazing. We get so that, caught up in it. By the way, everyone, stay tuned or go listen to the YouTube oh, yeah. uh interview with Robbie Stanley. We got into a lot of these same topics that we've talked about tonight. Robbie Stanley joined us earlier today, part of 102.5 The Game. He does his morning show Monday through Friday, Robbie and Rex Road. Uh, Was really kind to join the podcast. We had a great conversation with him. He gave us a lot of really good info that you're going to want to hear 
regarding Philip Forsberg and the trade talk, or not the trade mm-hmm. talks, the uh, contract talks. I guess some people are still saying that maybe to trade him, but more or less the contract talks. Of course, we were talking about the playoff push and all these other things. Matt Duchesne came up during the during the conversation. Yeah. All these really good topics came up while we talked to him. So you can listen to that now on our YouTube channel, or you can also download the podcast the next day for the full episode on all podcast platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at Catfish Ice. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, the YouTube channel. Yep, absolutely. Soon to be at Catfish Ice on the YouTube channel. Yeah, we're so, getting there. we got a few more subscribers nice. we got to get. Yep. A few more. We're a little <clears throat> short. But that's all right. All right, so while we're waiting for this third period to start, um, anyone who's listening right now, let us know how your March Madness bracket is doing right now. Yeah. Because it was the first day of – this is one of my favorite sports days of the year is March Madness, the Thursday, because you've got your brackets filled out. You've got like four different games going on at once all throughout the day. The games are going on right now. And you've got that hope that your bracket's going to be perfect. And yep. uh, and then your, uh, your hopes and dreams <laughs> are just dashed by like the third game when your team loses. But – uh. Let us know what your final four is. I want to hear if anyone filled out a bracket they're watching right now on YouTube. Give yep. us your final four. Let us know what you think. I, I'm i in Tennessee right now. There's a lot of Tennessee fans around me. I am not a Tennessee Vols fan at all. I'm actually I'm actually a Vanderbilt fan. My team's not in it this year. But uh, I got to be honest. I picked the Tennessee Vols in my final four this year, Rich. There you go. Who else is in your final four? pulling it up right now and I, I, I have a funny story about I, March Madness when you're done. Okay. So I feel like Tennessee, first of all, if we got any Vols fans listening, here's my argument for Tennessee. I, I got to be objective. I cannot stand the Vols. They are, <laughs> I hate them out. Honestly, I hate them. I don't hate the fans. I don't hate anyone, but I don't like the Vols, but I got to call a spade a spade. I got to be objective here. The Vols are a really good basketball team. Got yep. a, a great coach. I love Rick Barnes, their head coach. And I just think they have a lot of good uh, upperclassmen who play really good fundamental basketball. And they've got the team that can make a Final Four run. So I got I got Tennessee, Kansas, Duke, and UCLA in my Final Four. All right. I've got You left Duke. Kentucky out? I left Kentucky out. I got Duke beating Tennessee. In the final, in the uh, final, so I got Duke beat Tennessee. Duke is my national champions. Anybody but Duke, please. Uh, Go Tennessee. When it comes to Kentucky, I've got Kentucky losing to uh, to UCLA. No, no, that's not bad. That's probably about right. I haven't kept up with it this year, so I don't know. But you're not um, a Kentucky fan, are you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought yeah. you were a Louisville fan. No. I mean, I like U of L's uh, hockey team. Okay. Um, so, all right. So, what's I mean, your? I just, uh, just kind of respect them both. Okay. So, what's your, yeah. what's your March Madness story? So, 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 where I work, like before COVID hit, they would block CBS Sports and ESPN on our computers every year, so that you could oh. not sit at your desk and, and watch, watch it. and watch that March Madness. That makes sense. But. but Every floor has like a little meeting or a little uh, uh, area and there's, there's TVs hanging on the wall. It's on the TVs on the wall. So everybody gangs over there and watches games. 
And then sometimes if there's no meetings going on, they'll open up the meeting rooms and they've got big projectors and they'll show March Madness on the games, but you can't watch it on your computer. So <laughs> it's kind of weird, but that's funny. Yeah. So I, I, I am, uh, I, I can remember being in a uh, high school and having some of the, uh, the cool teachers, I'll call them the cool teachers who would roll in the TV yeah. on the cart, you know, the cart that had the TV on it, yeah. the box TV, yeah. they would roll it in. And if you had the cool teachers, if it was a Thursday or a Friday, they would actually roll in the TV and put on the games. That's awesome. Yeah. That's real world-class cool. education for me. That's uh, right. Watching a, Johnny said, I had a history teacher in high school and during March Madness, he would give us an assignment and we work on it in the cafeteria while we watch games. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I had a, uh, so I had a geography teacher who was also our strength <laughs> and conditioning coach. I won't say the high school, but, uh, cause I don't, I don't know if he still is working. I don't want to get the guy in trouble or anything, oh, but right. he was our strength and conditioning coach for our football team. And, uh, he was also our geography teacher, which, I mean, I don't know how much he actually knew about geography, but he was yeah. our geography teacher. Uh, and he would, uh, March Madness, Thursday and Friday, he would roll in that TV on that cart. And That's we'd awesome. Watch, we'd, we'd watch college basketball. Yep. Mike Twitter said they'd rather you leave your desk to watch TV. Not, <laughs> not only did people leave their desk to watch TV, they had like a, a company-sponsored bracket challenge thing. So, yeah. It's just a whole other thing. It's it's like it's really an American it pastime. It is. I it mean, is. and especially like when Kentucky and U of L are in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's good. I live right in the middle of college. And you love the upsets. Well, one of the things yeah. that makes March Madness so fun is you see the smaller schools uh, pull off these big upsets. Uh, I went to Middle Tennessee State University. That's where I graduated from. And I I remember when MTSU is a number fifteen seed beat Michigan state in the first round. And I'm telling you, it oh, was yeah. that campus was just insane. I was already graduated <laughs> by that point, but uh, I mean, it just really, it's just a big deal when a team like that, a smaller school goes against the big heavyweight team and they pull off an upset yep. and it happens every year. Like the upsets happen. So if you love upsets then that's why March what's make, what makes March madness so special. I never can get this right, right here. We got ourselves a goal, everybody. Preds are ahead, four to three. Awesome, I'll take it. And it's, uh, it's Philip Forsberg. How awkward is this? Like, I want to cheer, but oh I also my. don't know what's going to happen to him. How did he get it? I'm still at the tail end of it. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's really good skating. It's just really good skating. Once again, it's Roman Yossi doing what Roman Yossi does. I, did he put Roman that between Yossi, his? He had to stick between his legs and score that. Did, but holy crap! Roman Yossi is drawing the defense in once again. Oh my gosh! That wow! That is the goal of the night. And Forsberg has tied the record. But it's. Forsberg tied. Yes, Forsberg has tied David Legwand for the most career goals in Preds history. That is amazing. That is that that ranks up there with the lacrosse goal in my book. It really does. Yeah, I mean he's just. But once again, it's a product of Roman Yossi drawing the defense in. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> my, my Twitter, that's like me playing NHL 95 on Sega. Wraparounds all day. That's funny. Yeah, but Yossi is literally skating like around yes. and having all these guys chase him for the puck. And this is a defenseman we're talking about, people. Mm-hmm. Roman Yossi is a defenseman, and he skates like that. Yep, absolutely. It's a cheat code. Rich likes to call it a cheat code. He is a cheat code. And when you've got yeah. Roman Yossi and Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne on the ice at the same time to go along with Mikel Granlund, mm-hmm. you can hang with anybody. You can absolutely. hang with anybody when they're on the ice. Yep, Absolutely. <clears throat> he is elite. So what's Fors? So Rich, I got to ask you, what is Forsberg thinking right now? Is he thinking, oh, it's going to be really nice to break that record and then go play for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Oh my gosh! Ew! I'm sorry, don't even say that. Whew. I'm Man. just trying to be honest right now. <laughs> oh, that would be so weird. It would be weird. I don't know for whatever that reason. When I think about Forsberg playing for another team, that's the first team that comes to my mind. And it yep. makes me, it gives me a really sick feeling in my stomach, but I don't have any insider information on that. I haven't read anything that, that links him to the Toronto Maple Leafs, but that's the first team I think about if he's going to play for another team. I don't see how they'd have enough money to pay him with all the other guys they have to pay. So Roman Yossi has three assists on the night. He is, so we, we read the record, right, Rich? What was the record the other night we read about how uh, the most four-point games by a defenseman? Yeah, since 1992-93. And he's already on the cusp of maybe doing it again tonight. He's got three assists on the night. Yep. Absolutely. But don't tell Brian Brian Perkins that, the guy who thinks Romeo's not very good. Johnny said Toronto cannot afford what they have and Forsberg unless they sneak someone to long-term injured reserve. Thanks, Tampa. (laughs) All right. All right, so – that That's comment awful. makes me feel a lot better. I like I said, I don't have anything tied to that. I just for some reason it just randomly comes up in my head. Like, yeah. You well, know. you know, you know, like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner make the bulk of the money for that team. And I the third guy, I can't remember who the the other high, maybe Nylander. I don't remember. Johnny probably knows. Who's the other uh, the other guy? Who makes the most for the for Toronto? Tavares. Like John Tavares. 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 Okay. Tavares? I think I think it might be. So all right. All anyway. right. So we're playing with we're playing with the lead here. And I, I said this earlier in this game, even when the Preds were down, I was like, look, there, there's open ice here. There's there, there's chances to score. This is a wide open game. Let's not get overworked about being about losing right now. Like right. they can come back and win this game. And so they're doing that, and they're they're limit they're they're playing a lot crisper now. They're playing smarter, and they're yep. kind of taking advantage of a team that's just not very good. Yep. Don't get all uptight about things like I do. Johnny says Tavares and some Leafs fans are having buyer's remorse because Tavares doesn't have the point totals that Matthews and Marner do. Well, yeah, that's crazy. Hey, Crazy. we got we got another uh, really good score that just happened. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens have tied the Dallas Stars. That was something else that our friend Johnny said. Pittsburgh's up two nothing on St. Louis. Montreal just tied Dallas. We just oh. need the uh, we just need everything to line up perfectly tonight. We need 
Absolutely. Man, that goal by Forsberg. I mean, that's just I can't like, get over it. I can't get over it. It's like it's like a video game. It's definitely like looks, a video game. But the thing about Forsberg is he looks so like just angry right now. Like he looks so focused. Roman Yossi also just took over Paul Korea's single season assist record. So you have two Preds records that are getting ready to either come down or they just got tied. Phil Forsberg just tied David Legwand's all-time franchise goal record, and Roman Yossi just passed Paul mm-hmm. Correa's single-season assist record. So wow. we've got we've got records falling left and right tonight. <laughs> so you're going to be seeing that uh, that goal lots on SportsCenter and, and all over the internet, and you just sit there and look at uh, poor Cam Atkinson was right in the way. <laughs> he's the one that he's the one that Forsberg did that on. He was just not to mention, not to mention, Forsberg is now just two goals shy of his buddy Victor Arvidsson's single season goal record. <coughs> but how yeah. how perfect is it that for him to probably break that record? No, oh, yeah. he's going to have to break it in the in the next game against Toronto or not get traded for Forsberg. Man. How how weird would it be if Forsberg breaks Arvidsson's record and then they trade him? I uh, just mm. – I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. What have you said all season, Rich, about Poyle every time uh, Forsberg scores? Oh, yeah, he just starts sweating. And he's like – he's like – Oh, my checkbook is going to take yeah. a big hit for this. Yeah, That's he, for sure. yeah. Just uh, go ahead and crumble up that check, whatever it is you had lined up, and just go ahead and write another one. I just hope. I hope that they they've got maybe they've got this worked out, and we just don't know about it. Well, yet. Uh, what seems to be the sticking point from what a lot of people are saying, and I kind of I agree, it, it's probably more or less the term and the length mm-hmm. of the contract, and not so much the amount. Yeah. Oh, I get that, but... And can you really blame Poyle for being a little hesitant about signing another long-term contract? Because those are are very (laughs) risky, and there's no guarantee that if you sign Forsberg for eight years, that he is going to not completely fall off Mm -hmm. towards the end of that contract. Yep, and he gave... um, he gave Matt Deshane that big, huge eight-year contract, and we're just now seeing the 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 payoff this year. Finally, I got I got to think that is the sticking point right now between Forsberg's camp and David Poyle is the length yeah. of the contract. I mean, that makes sense, but man, you just cannot let him go though. Like the you see that's the the goal he just made. How can you let him go? I just. Mm. It was just beautiful. I don't know, man. But hopefully by this time next week, we know we know we have a little bit more of a, a clearer picture of what's happening. Yep. I All like right, this. So we, Justin said, just give him the term he wants and make him a lifetime pred. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, at this point, at this point, you have to take the risk. That's involved. Yep. That's exactly where I have been on this for a while now. You have yep. to just, you have to reward the player that's been with your franchise for as long as he's been. 
all right, yes, maybe you will have to overpay him, but you know what? That happens sometimes. You got to take the risk. Uh, it's a way bigger risk if you don't re-sign him. Even if you do trade him away, you're yeah. pretty much giving up on this season if you do that. What kind of <laughs> message would that send to this locker room right now? Horrible. Answer me that. Answer Horrible. me that. Horrible. You got to imagine. Yeah, you just got to imagine like Matt Duchesne would be crushed. Like oh, he's worked so hard. Roman Yossi, all those dudes. Crushed. What crushed if, 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 you did if they trade Philip Forsberg? Before Monday, and they yeah. go into next week's games. How does how does David Poyle walk in that locker room and tell a team that's in third place and is right on the doorstep of second place that has overperformed all season? How do you explain that to those players? I don't know. I don't know. I have because no I can tell you right now, th- these players are thinking about this season. They're not thinking about five years no. from now, four no. years from now, three years from now. No. They're thinking about winning now. Mm-hmm. So it's – I wonder if he also wants like a no-move clause or something. That's probably a – That's probably has a lot point. to do with it. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. Johnny said Montreal is up on Dallas three to two with under six minutes to go. Awesome. That's awesome. And just to share you a little bit of what Robbie Stanley said in this interview you're going to hear later, he basically said, if you trade away Philip Forsberg, all you're doing is putting yourself in a situation where you're going to have to go find yourself another Philip Forsberg. Yeah, and in, and, and entice someone who's another Philip Forsberg to come and play for Nashville who just let Philip Forsberg go. It doesn't make yes. any sense. Doesn't yes. make any sense at all. And he basically said, look, like we all want another Philip Forsberg, or we all want someone who might be better than Philip Forsberg. No one right. is trying to say that Philip Forsberg is like the next Connor McDavid or anything like that, or Austin Matthews yep. or any of those elite players, but he is still a player that's very rare and hard to find. Yep. This might be the coolest name I've ever seen. The stupid seal. That's awesome. Let's go, boys. Put this game away. Welcome, Welcome in. Yep. Happy to have you join us tonight. That's awesome. all right. We've still got 13 minutes left in this game. <laughs> a lot of work to be done here. But I will say the Preds have really settled down and they're really playing their game and they're really controlling the pace of this game since they went down three to one. They scored yep. the last three goals of this game to make it four to three. And they've really controlled everything since then. Yeah. And once again, Rich, I'm going to go back to this. You see Soros, the way he played to open this game, I know he gave up three goals, but the way he played to stop the bleeding and keep the Predators alive is how you win playoff series if you're a goaltender. Absolutely. Yep. Two of those three really weren't his fault, so... Yeah, he's playing really well. Because this is the type of thing that that could probably is going to happen in a first-round playoff series against a team like St. Louis or Colorado, whoever they end up playing in the first round, if they make it there. Then there's going to be moments where you're probably going to fall behind by a couple goals, and you're going to need your goaltender to keep it from getting completely out of hand. And Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, Saros has done that tonight. Yep. Such a huge night. Yossi breaks the assist single single season record. 
Myers gets his first goal. Janelle's going to break Weber's single season hit record. And, of course, Forsberg ties it. Yes, big night. That's for sure. There's a lot going on tonight, as you just on. heard there. A lot going on. Uh, yep. Forsberg, again, if he can score in the last 12 minutes of this game, can take over sole possession of the all-time goal record for the Preds franchise over David Legwand. He's yep. already tied it. Is this, this is Isha. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Happy St. Patty's Day. Oh, wow, it is St. Patrick's Day. We haven't even brought that up tonight, Rich. There's so no. much going on tonight that we didn't even bring up that it's St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day to everybody. Yep. I forgot about it, actually. No, I knew it was St. Patty's Day. I, just, <laughs> I didn't even think anything about it. Didn't even bring it up. You would have been, right. like, super busy if you were working today, wouldn't you? Oh, there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thursdays are for the pod. Thursdays are always for That's the pod. Right. That's right. All right. This is a good, a good uh here's the thing about the Preds. They don't lay down and die anymore. If you're gonna beat them, we're still gonna beat the crap out of you. <laughs> I low key think we can make a deep run. Anything's possible, that's for sure. They are the type of team. Again, I'm gonna allude to what Robbie Stanley said. Go listen to the full interview later on. Robbie Stanley said the same thing. Robbie Stanley said of 102.5 of the game when he joined us, said that he thinks this team, there's not a team in the Western Conference that the Preds cannot push and make an upset over. Yep. And uh, I'm telling you, some of the stuff Robbie Stanley said, he started to make me a believer that the Preds (laughs) can pull something off if they can get in. Now, obviously, you got to get in first, and there's still a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. But once they get in, there's no reason to not think that the Preds can't. The way they play together, there's not a reason to think they can't pull off enough upset. <laughs> Isha said, yeah, where's the green? Ha ha, just remember my local brewery has a green hot chocolate spiked Lucky Charms infused drink. Hipster AF, but delicious. <laughs> <laughs> a chocolate spiced Lucky Charm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, what is it? Let's see. Yeah. Green infused hot drink. chocolate. Spiked Lucky Charms infused drink. That sounds very, uh, very yep. good, actually. Um, I'm drinking water right now, so I'm very boring. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and there's Just no green. green. There's no green anywhere in our podcast right now, Rich. No, no. We're we're like the worst St. Patty's Day celebrators ever. My guitar is mint green back there. Yeah, that doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's not green. I don't even. I don't even see anything green within my arm's reach of me right now. Like, I'm either. just horrible. Yeah. I got a, a an Earth Day uh, Matthias Ekholm puck over there, but it's <laughs> over that way. It's over Justin that brought way. up a – it's over there. I can't reach it. Justin brought up a good point. Oh, wait a minute. That's not it. Jano is going to be an incredible asset in the playoffs over a long stretch games. I think so, yep. too. The type of player that can wear you down. Yep. Yep. Let's talk about the Penguins game for a second. How about Ellie Tolvanen finally got off the schneid and got a goal? <laughs> oh, man. Good for him. I was hoping he'd get another one tonight. I mean, we still got plenty of time, but, man, that poor dude has been so snake-bitten, it's not even funny. But I think the important thing to remember is I think Tolvanen understands this as well, as much as he's probably frustrated because he is yeah. a goal scorer ultimately. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the guy has really rounded out his game very nicely. Yeah. Yep. He's done other things while he hasn't been scoring, that's for sure. He's bought into the team. He's bought into the team's philosophy. He's bought into being a team player. And that's <laughs> mm-hmm. really a beautiful thing to see from a young player like Ellie Tolvanen when you see that, okay, he's not doing the things that he probably wants to do, mm-hmm. judging by his skill set. But the fact that he's doing all the other things that often get overlooked by a lot of fans absolutely, is really what makes this team tick. And you see other mm-hmm. players on this team who do the same thing, including Colton Sissons. Uh, Tanner Janot does those things. Yakov mm-hmm. Trenin does those things. You see Nick Cousins get in there and do those things. Luke Cunning does those things as well. You're talking about all these different players who aren't, who aren't about their individual stats. They're more about the team the overall team. Yep. Absolutely. Um, speaking of Colton Sissons, we got to talk about him laying the hammer down on City Crosby. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, that, that was, was a, that was a uh, massive hit. Um, and payback. I can't remember. I can't. It was payback. I can't remember if, if I saw it or not, but I could have swore that I saw Sidney Crosby complaining to the ref about it. I'm sure he was. <clears throat> yeah. I was like, how can you even – you got flattened. Just skate off and accept it. That's that's what happened. Another thing about uh, Colton Sissons, I want to share this. This is from uh, Alex Doherty of uh, A to Z Sports. Good follow on Twitter. He's yep. been on the podcast before. Yep. Uh, I didn't realize this. Uh, according to Alex Doherty uh, from A to Z Sports, Colton Sissons has the most penalty kill time on ice among all forwards in the NHL this season. I actually saw that today, yeah. Yeah, that's last crazy. two years. But so this year he's leading. Mm-hmm. Last two years combined, he's also leading. So this isn't just a one season thing for Colton Sissons. He's actually always been a critical penalty killer. Yeah. And just he wins faceoffs. He blocks shots. <laughs> he uh, makes the most out of his time on the ice. Yep. He's a critical part of that herd line with Tanner Janot and Yakov Trenin. That's yep. another line that's going to win you games and playoffs mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Absolutely. You've got to have depth. You've got to have those quality depth forward lines that can play defense. Yep. And if – yeah, I, I, absolutely. And if these guys can start getting hot right now, that would be amazing. Um, Seal said, I know Tolvanen. I 100% spelled that wrong. He's supposed to be an offensive player, but he plays some really dang good defense too. Yep. Absolutely, he does. Absolutely. And then Johnny says, Colton Sisson's second biggest moment in a Preds jersey was that hit on Crosby. His biggest moment, obviously, was the hat trick in game six. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. He also had that game recently where he went perfect in the pay- face-off circle. I think he had like... Cunin. Cunin. Cunin, something like that. All right. Does it feel like this game is taking forever to yes, like? It does. Is it just a lot of stoppages? Like, <laughs> I'm at nine thirty six. Can we just like press? Can you just like go ahead and just like I don't know, skate around with the puck and make them chase you for a while, like <laughs> for nine minutes? <laughs> yeah, just like play keep away for nine minutes. Play keep away for nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I That'd actually want to awesome. see more goals. We always want to see more goals. The skating is really getting better though as the game has gone on. That's really what's happened. The, the passing, the spacing. They're not yeah. more like, you know, all the things you want to see. 
Harper with the they really hit. just had they had to survive that first period onslaught that they went through. That's really what they had to do. Yeah, Flyers were just all jacked up because of Claude Giroux's game and the fight. Yeah, the, uh, the shot the totals are the shot totals are almost even mm-hmm. now. Oh, you got Carter Hart. He just took a shot. He took he took a blast from Matias Ekholm, and Carter Hart's down. Really? Yeah, he slashed over I bad. Oh, it's all right. Like. Uh, you don't see goaltenders usually go down like that from a shot because they got so much padding. Let's see. Oh, it bounced up into his mask. Uh, oh. You never oh. want to see that. I think no, it ski ramped into his mask. Yeah. No, it didn't do that. What did like it do? Underneath, was, did it go underneath that? Uh, I thought it hit guard? his mask at first. Yeah, it, it hit him in a bad spot. That's all I can say. He, he'll be all right. He'll be all right, but... uh. Let's just say that might have hit him in a very, very bad area. We'll just leave it at that. I can't. It, it, they were not showing it. Here we go. He'll it's be right. He's he's staying in the game, but yeah, I think that hit him in a very unfortunate area. I'll just oh, it just it, it just hit him like in the stomach. He might well, he might have, he might have lost his uh got the wind knocked out of him. He's that was a blast. That was a blast yeah. by Eckholm. That was, was, I mean, he was, that was, there were no ever. screens. There were no screens or anything. It was just open lane shot for Eckholm there. Yeah. And we know, we know Eckholm can blast the puck. Yep. Johnny said there Dallas is, and Montreal are going to overtime. There's a, speaking of Sissons, he wins another uh, face off in the offensive zone and the Preds get a, get a quality scoring chance. So, uh, we were just talking about Sissons and his value, mm-hmm. and he wins an offensive zone faceoff. Yep. I like Carter Hart. He had a rough season last year. He, and tr- he tried to bounce back this year, and he's had a better year. And they've just been horrible. It's just that's just a mess. They're the, so the the Flyers are kind of the equivalent to the Blackhawks for me in each conference. Yeah. They're kind of like they're right. both very disappointing teams in their own respective conferences. Mm-hmm. You can throw but, the island, Islanders in there with that in that group as well. With that said, with that said, the fly, the uh, Flyers are starting to get a little bit of uh, possession here, so gotta gotta hang on, boys. Hang on. Yeah, there's a this is a lot of offensive zone time here for the Flyers, like a lot. Preds can't get the puck back at all. I don't like it. <coughs> you've got uh, Janot out there. You've got Trenton out there. So the herd line's out there. They're just trying to get the puck back. They're battling for it, but uh, they're having some trouble. And this is even strength. This ain't a penalty kill. It feels like a penalty kill right now. Right, it sure does. Strength. It sure does. And then, yeah. Uh, get out <laughs> of this. Come on now. Uh, that was nearly a scoring chance by the Flyers. Seal says, still, why, do we, why do we torture? Yeah, <laughs> they're still putting this? it on them. I mean, I'm being dead serious. The Preds have been in their zone for like the last two minutes. Oh, it's ugly. Oh, no, 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 no. They just scored. Flyer score. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Yossi's <laughs> arguing it. Yossi's arguing It was another one of those situations where you thought Saros had it covered. When you can't – 
when you're in the zone for that long and you can't clear the puck, I mean, bad things are going to happen. Let's see here. Oh, that was... No, that's a goal. Yossi, uh, Soros, that's on Soros a little bit, Rich. I hate to break it to you. Really? He didn't, he didn't smother the puck. I, he didn't squeeze it between his pads. Oh, Yossi is arguing it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It was never covered. That's a goal. Oh, somebody says, uh, Seal said he kicked it in. Oh, okay. We'll see. I, I didn't see the kick. I didn't either. It looks like they're going to challenge it. Oh, oh. Oh, he kicked it in. Soros kicked it in is what happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sor- Soros thought he had it squeezed. He thought he had the pu- – yeah, that's that's on Soros. He didn't have the puck yeah. squeezed. Soros kicked it in. Yep. yep. I think Soros thought that he had the puck secured between the pads, and there, there's no argument there. There's no argument to be had. Like, that's a goal, unfortunately. What are they – what's happening right now? It's still on Soros. It's still on the Preds' defense for not being able to clear the puck, though. Absolutely. Yeah, looking at slow-mo replay, Tolvanen could not clear the puck, unfortunately. Uh, the Preds are thinking about whether they're going to challenge it or not. I don't think there's a challenge to be had. I don't think you can really challenge anything right now. I mean, are they? They're look. The refs are looking at something here. There's a stoppage, but uh, I don't know how you overturn this goal. Oh, high stick before the goal even happened. Maybe they let's see. Oh yeah. Replay. Okay, I see what you're talking about. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. There's a lot going on on this play. There is so much going on here. Okay, I see yeah. the high stick. I see the high stick. Yeah. Before the goal. Yep. So you've got your you've got Hines and his assistant coaches talking about this right now. Yep. Tol- Tolvin and cleared. Johnny said Tolvin and cleared it, and it looked like Philly knocked it down with a high stick. Okay. All right. I can I can get on board with that. Yeah. I I, I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about that aspect of the play. Well, Mike Twitter said no goal. He and he's ahead of everybody, so he would. What a challenge! Hey, what a challenge by the Preds coaching staff there. Yes, boys. Hey, that's what your coaching staff gets paid for, right there. Yep. No goal. I love it. I haven't caught up yet. Nice, nice, nice job, Mike Twitter, for calling that as well. Actually, all of our commenters on there who were getting everybody said it, who saw it. That was that was a good job by y'all. That's why y'all are the best listeners out there. We love y'all so much. Y'all are are some y'all. Y'all are so smart out there, and we appreciate (laughs) that. That was a. Uh, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about the goal scoring itself with Soros. Yeah, I wasn't same. even thinking about. I wasn't even thinking about the puck being cleared. Yep. But that was a really good challenge by John Hines. Johnny said, "Props to Lawrence Filoni, the Preds review man who makes those calls." Yeah. All right. Awesome. Credit awesome. to those behind. Hey, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, uh, people, pers- personnel with the Preds who don't get enough credit. Yep. Plays like now, that make all the difference. With that said, don't let them have that much offensive zone time this time. Exactly. You're lucky you, to get out of that without out. giving up a goal. Absolutely. I mean, you lucked that out. Looked like a, that looked like a penalty kill, and it was five yeah. on five. Absolutely. 
All right, this is episode 114 of Catfish on Ice. We're doing this watch-along. Preds versus the Flyers. This game has had no shortage of uh, of uh, suspense and all kinds <coughs> of stuff going on, fireworks. We got we got Eckholm angry, which happens like every game. But Eckholm mm. is, is not happy. Let's see what, what they're calling What's here. What's he mad about? He's oh, always he, mad. Uh, he is red-faced and mad. They they called a penalty, a tripping penalty on Eckholm. I'm sure Eckholm is arguing for. Oh my um, gosh, that is yeah. ridiculous. That dude, that has got to be. Uh, that's horrible. Eckholm's got a good reason to be upset over that. He absolutely does. Oh, the guy right. grabbed it. Oh man, embellishment. Yes. Definitely embellishment. I think that's why he's Ugh. pleading his case to the officials. You know what makes me mad when they call tripping, but they also call embellishment and it ends up being four on four? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's like call it one way or the other. It's like you can't Absolutely. have it both ways. Like it was either yeah. a trip or it was an embellishment. It can't be both. Like I mm-hmm. hate it when they do that. So if they if they come back. I, would, I mean, I'd rather it be four on four than a penalty kill. But uh, right. if they come back and say it was like four on four incidental, like cancel mm-hmm. it out four on four, it's gonna be like really like call it one way or the other. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> but you know, the referees sometimes they just um, have troubles. What's going on, on the scoreboard here? So we're in overtime. Stars and Canadians. Come on, Habs. Yes. Canadians have a four on three power play going in their favor right now. We'll see it. what happens with that. Penguins beat the Blues at the second intermission like that. That's huge. How about the Islanders beating the Rangers? That's kind of a little bit of an upset. Uh, Maple Leafs beat the Hurricanes three to two. Capitals beat the Blue Jackets seven to two. Those are your final scores. We still got the Red Wings and the Canucks later, the Sharks and the Kings. And the Panthers and the Golden Knights. Hmm. Wonder if Ovechkin got any more goals. All right, they did. They called incident. They called two penalties, Rich, just like I was oh, thinking they would. So it's awesome. four on four. They must have called embellishment on whoever got tripped there or faked the trip, whatever you want to call it. Nope. Alex Ovechkin did get another goal. So we got four on four hockey. We're coming up on five minutes left and what feels like the longest third period of my life. That's funny. What you just said is like, oh, they called on. both. <laughs> well, I, I felt like that was going to happen. I don't know. Like yeah. they do that all the time. I think it's so dumb. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it makes no sense. Like it's either <laughs> one or the other. Seal said, dude, Vegas might miss the playoffs. I feel no sympathy for Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yep. either. I, f- I feel way more sympathy for Seattle Kraken fans because they thought they were going to come in and do exactly what Vegas did. And I'm like, probably yeah. not. No, that was just Seattle. Seattle is having to go through the normal expansion team uh, blues that happens to expansion teams. Whereas Vegas mm-hmm. just broke all the rules, not literally necessarily, but they definitely like didn't they, do they, what a normal expansion team does. So their fans yeah. are totally, totally spoiled. Yeah, Vegas Golden Knight fans are so spoiled. They worked with what they were given. All right. 
Well, that goal is not going to get called back, Rich. It is a 4-4 game. Ugly. And yet, yes, I'm being serious, Rich. I got to see the replay, though, to see exactly what happened here. Mm. All right. I like that. Why are you going to let a guy just skate end-to-end like that? That's just – That can't happen. No. Nope. Fleet Myers. What is Fleet Myers doing? Granlin shaking his head. Yeah, I agree. What was Fleet Myers doing, though? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Fleet Myers was kind of in no man's land there. Like, how are you going to – I mean, Matt Duchesne was trying to make a scoring chance. Uh, Flyers going to counterattack, and you're just going to let – let Hayes go right down the ice, un, really unabated to anything. I mean, Hayes looks like Connor McDavid out there skating end to end. Fleet Myers gave up really no pressure whatsoever. Wow. That's ugly. That's ugly. All right. The roller coaster of this game continues. It might go. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, we're in it for the long haul with everybody. Absolutely. Oh, Roman Yossi just got a just got a takeaway and nearly scored. Oh. oh man. Come on, guys. You've played so well. Well, I don't I don't think Roman Yossi expected I don't think Roman Yossi expected to have that puck right there, but he totally had a wide open shot and could have like Broke Pret's Twitter for like the next thirty minutes if he scores that. Oh man, I oh, shot it right in his. Yeah, it wasn't really right the. Yeah, he didn't really have anywhere to go with it once he got it though. You know what I mean? He he kind of had to shoot right away. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently Dallas won in overtime. Gross. Yep. Makes this game all the more important. Yakov Trenin. I'm not ready to bury Dallas until they're officially gone. Like for real. No, like until they're officially, until Dallas is officially eliminated, I'm not ready no. to write them off. You, uh, you can't. You definitely can't because they can definitely come back and. What is going on right now? I mean, these both teams are just like jawing at each other. You got Johansson upset right now. Yeah. Well, good. Get mad and do something about it. Johnny said Klingberg won it with 10 seconds left. Ugh. Ugh. That always hurts. You would you would yeah. expect the Stars to beat the Canadians, though, honestly. Oh, yeah. It doesn't Absolutely. it doesn't really that result doesn't really surprise you at all, but yep. it would have been nice to see the upset and give the Preds a little bit more of a cushion. Hmm. All right. What's happening? Uh, right now, Rich, uh, Preds are trying to forecheck. They're forechecking hard. They're trying to get possession of the puck. You're at three minutes left in the game. It's it's just a roller coaster game. There's so much open ice all game. Like there's been so much room to make things happen. Yep. The game has tightened up a little bit as it's as it's went on, but there's plenty of scoring chances. It's a lot of your goals have been the product of defensive breakdowns and not so much, you know, yep. like, especially on the Preds part. 
Seal said we're not allowed to break all these records tonight. Get frosties and still lose. <laughs> yeah, that that's their master plan right now. Yep. Their master plan is to do it all on Saturday, so they can that's so the right. fans can celebrate. That's what we're going to believe anyway. Yep. Even though Yossi did already break the assist record, he did. Yeah, for a single season. Yep. But it seems very likely that Forsberg will maybe break the all-time goal record on Saturday against Toronto. That would be awesome. Or he could still do it tonight. The Saturday before the trade deadline. 48 hours before the trade deadline. I mean... What time is it? What time is the deadline on Monday? Is it like noon? We got another stoppage in play here. Uh, Puck to the face. For the for a Flyers player there, I'm having trouble seeing the the player. But they had to stop play. They literally called the playoff. Okay, Frost. Frost takes a puck to the face. I haven't seen at mid ice from his own team, from his own player. Oh, that's ugly. But they actually stopped play. Ooh, which they should do. Friendly fire. Absolutely, they should. We all remember uh, when they were playing the Avalanche and that we all got upset because they didn't uh, – Oh, yeah. Orvieski laying on the ground, people skating around him. Yeah. Johnny said the deadline is Monday, 12 Eastern. All uh, right. <clears throat> look at these uh, stats here for the night. Uh, shots are even pretty much, 32-31 in favor of the Flyers. Preds are winning the faceoff circle. Both teams are one out of four on the power play. Hits are pretty even, but the Preds got a narrow lead. 20 block shots for the Preds tonight. That's awesome. That's doesn't feel that way, though. No. Uh, giveaways are six to four in favor of the Flyers. So a pretty oh. even game, honestly, if you look at the numbers. It's it's 12, 3 Eastern. So that's. For the deadline. That's all. all. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Natural stat trick has uh, the Preds winning the Corsi possession rating. Uh, So they've had better possession tonight. Uh, But when you're looking at scoring chances, the Flyers have a narrow lead, 30 to 28. Mm. High danger chances are 11-8 in favor of the Flyers. Expected goals four are heavily favoring the Flyers at three to two. Mm. So if you're just look, so that really tells me if you're looking at the natural stat trick numbers right now, Soros has been the X factor. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's what I get for looking at natural stat trick. Oh my gosh, man! And it happens inside two minutes left. 119 is what I have. Oh, this kid, this, oh, this game, is, we might circle is. this. Hey, we might circle oh, this game. There wasn't even anybody around him. Whose man is that? We might circle this game at the end of the season and say, This is why the Preds missed the playoffs. Oh my gosh, that is oh, so bad. You watch a game like tonight and tell me that the David Poyle doesn't have to uh, make a move at the deadline for a defenseman. Absolutely. 
I mean, seriously, watch watch, watch tonight's game. Mm. That hurts. Uh, that hurts really bad. <clears throat> yeah. This pretty much negates the Pittsburgh win because you mm. didn't expect to beat Pittsburgh, but you did. But then right. you roll into Philly, a lame duck team, and you lose to them. So it pretty much yep. pretty much cancels each other out. Is what mm-hmm. you kind yeah. of how you can uh, look at it. Absolutely. Preds got their net empty. They're trying to get a goal there. Tanner Janot's down there in deep, but it's not looking good. No. Nope. Yeah, I don't that that I don't even know what happened on that last goal. He was. I, mean, I don't. I didn't see who it was, but he was basically standing there by himself, right in front of the goal. Just defensive breakdowns. Just yep. not being yep. in the right position, not protecting your goaltender. The exact opposite of what we saw on Tuesday against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Yep. Duchesne had a decent shot from the circle. Oh, they keep it in. Well, I thought they kept mm. it. All right, they keep it in. And then, then they give it right back away. Yeah. Shock. All right. Flyers ice the puck. You got 24 seconds left. They uh, Preds are getting a little bit of offensive zone time here with the net emptied. But it's going to take a miracle. Mm-hmm. There's the icing. I don't know what a weird game. What a yeah. weird game. Yeah. Not so a game, weird. not a game that you're going to go back and look on and think, wow, the Preds really played a good game. No, not at all. No, no. This has not been a good game by them. Some, some flashes of, of good. Some highlights. There's some highlight yeah. real goals. But don't get me wrong, yeah, but nothing that you should take with you to the bank and be like, oh, yeah, that's what we want to see in the playoffs right there. Oh, how disappointing. How disappointing. Another night that's going to really screw up UC Soros' stats as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, they called timeout. All right. Well, they- I'm telling you, the Preds were building something there. They had it in the zone, and they were kind of starting to – they had to ice the puck there because the Preds were really starting to get yeah. some looks on Carter Hart. And so here's your yep. 24 seconds right here. They got to win this face off <clears> and – Try to get like just fire everything you can at the net. That's all you got at this point. Yep. Like, yep. All right, they got they got the puck. They got it, and they keep it in the zone. Let's see what they can do. Oh, I thought they had it. Oh, I thought they had it. All right, that's gonna do it. Is that it? Most likely. There's five seconds left. No, yeah. All right, they mm. ice the puck. I thought they had it. There was a scramble in front of wow. the net. Like there was mm. there were bodies falling over all over the place in front of the net. I thought maybe they were gonna squeak one in. Oh yeah, I saw that. Duchesne kept it in the zone. Yossi fired it in, looking for a deflection. Oh. He was Yossi was looking for that pinball goal. Yeah. Mm. That's gonna do it. That's gonna do it. Is that the end? Oh, this man. The city, the city of brotherly love, was not so lovely tonight. Oh my gosh! Unfortunately, man. how disappointing! How disappointing! Very disappointing. 
Um, mm. What's your uh, yes. how much like is this. your confidence level hurt by this game, Rich? It's, I mean, it's it's not good. You gotta, these are the games you gotta win. You have to win this game. Uh, at least the at least the empty netter didn't count. <laughs> I would have made it six to four. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Is that that's bad? Is that, that's our, bad glass, is that our glass half full? That's our glass half yeah, full right, right there from this yeah. game. Is at, least, at least the empty netter didn't count. At least it didn't go in. Yeah. All right. Well, funny. honestly, the Preds. They didn't play a great game tonight. They probably did not deserve to win it. And yeah. it looks like the NHL scoreboard's not doing us any favors either because the Stars nope. won in overtime and St. Louis has come back to tie it with Pittsburgh. Yep. So, um, yeah. Uh, with that, we appreciate everyone watching the Watch Along Definitely. with us, Preds versus the Flyers. Stay tuned. Later in this episode, oh, if yeah. you download it the next day, it's going to be our interview with Robbie Stanley of 102.5 The Game. We got into NHL trade deadline. We got into Philip Forsberg. What is this team ceiling going into the playoffs? We got into all kinds of stuff. So can't wait for you to listen to that. You can also check it out on our YouTube channel. If you go to our YouTube channel, be sure to hit the subscribe button. We'd really appreciate that. Yep. We have Definitely. been presented by DraftKings. We are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Thanks for joining episode 114. Stay tuned for our interview with Robbie Stanley of 102.5. Welcome back into another edition of Catfish on Ice. This is episode 114 with Chad Minton and Rich Howe. And we're, we've got an awesome guest right now for you today. Oh, yeah. We've got oh, Robbie awesome. Stanley of 102.5 The Game. Right. Been so kind enough to join us today for episode 114. Because guess what? We have plenty to talk about if you haven't Tons. been following the Predators lately. There's plenty to talk about. Robbie, how are you doing today, man? And thank you so much for joining us. Boys, I'm doing great. Appreciate y'all having me on. Oh, Definitely. Awesome. We've been waiting. We've been waiting a lot, of, like pretty much ever since we've been a podcast to have you on, man. So uh, this is a long time coming. We're over a hundred episodes in. We finally got you on here. First of all, I got to ask you. It's the it's the opening Thursday of March Madness, the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. So it's been very kind of you to break into your NCAA tournament watching <laughs> and your bracket watch. Has your bracket busted yet, Robbie? No, I'm I'm alive so far. Um, I'm sure that will change probably even as we speak. I know Iowa was struggling, and I haven't seen if they've gone final yet. So that's probably going to change at some point. But look, when I make it one for one, I'm like, cool. We're off to a right. good start. Well, yeah. When Michigan won, I was like, cool, man. Cool. Yeah. That first upset pick you make, you're like, okay, if I get that first upset pick I pick – then I'm feeling good about it. That's kind of where I'm at. So yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. All right. it's, like the, uh, it's a big day, big, uh, big day in the world of sports. And like, admittedly, I don't watch a ton of college basketball throughout the regular season just because I'm watching hockey most nights. Um, absolutely. So anytime I can do well, I'm cool with it. There you go. All right. So yeah, we got Robbie Stanley. We got Robbie Stanley of 102.5 The Game joining us right now on episode 114 of Catfish on Ice. Brought to you by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. 
All right, Robbie, let's start off with the elephant in the room, and we really want to get yeah. your thoughts on this, and that is, of course, what is going to happen with Phil Forsberg? I know we've been obsessing over this all season on this show right here. We've been talking about it since oh, yeah. uh, December at least. Like we've just been – like we'll just talk about it almost every episode. It just comes up naturally a lot of times. And we're running out We're running out of time here. Monday's the trade deadline, so it's either re-sign Forsberg – Maybe you trade him or then fans really start getting uneasy because you could risk losing him for nothing. So, Robbie, kind of tell us, what do you think the Preds need to do? What do you think is going to happen maybe? Uh, what would be a fair deal for Forsberg? All that stuff. Kind of give us your thoughts. Well, I think it's it's fair to say that we're down to crunch time because, as you guys mentioned, the, you know the trade deadline is coming up on Monday. And you know this has obviously been something that, that David Poyle and the Predators have been working on for a while. I talked to to Philip back in training camp, and he kind of made it clear at that time of, you know, I want to play out my contract. And I think everybody kind of freaked out at that time because they thought, man, like, is he just is he just going to go all the way through? And, and maybe he will. I, I think a lot of that was posturing and negotiating. You got to remember when when athletes are addressing their contract situation, they're not idiots. Like they know what's going on, and and they they have specific instructions from their agent as well. So I, I think Philip Forsberg wants to be here. Obviously, I think the Predators want him here. The question is, what is that sweet spot and what does that number look like? And, you know, it's been interesting to me to watch like Predators fans reaction to this and like the different, you know, kind of deals that I guess they would give them. I, I threw out a question a couple weeks ago on Twitter. and I was like, if you could give Philip Forsberg a deal, what would your deal be? And there was anything from like I'd sign him to an eight-year deal worth ten million dollars a year to I wouldn't sign him at all. And some people said three years or four years. And when it gets down to it, like I I, I could be wrong, but I think if you if you think that Philip Forsberg is going to sign anything less than an eight-year deal, I just don't see it. Like I, I don't think that makes any sense for Philip Forsberg because he knows that if he goes to the open market somebody's going to give him a seven-year deal and somebody's going to give him a seven-year deal worth a lot of money. So that's where if you're the Predators, the ability to give him an eighth year could should come in handy. Let's say the Predators give him an eight-year, $9 million contract. That's just a random number I threw out there yesterday. What's well, $72 million that are that's guaranteed for Philip Forsberg? That means if he goes to the open market, somebody would have to sign him to a seven-year deal worth more than $10 million to match that. And then you can get real nerdy and we could get into state income tax and all that other stuff. And there's, yeah. there's a lots that, that factors into it. I think at the end of the day, a deal is going to get done. Whether that happens by Monday, I don't know. At this point, based on some comments that, that David Poyle has, has had on our station and on some conversations that I've had kind of behind the scenes, I'd be pretty surprised if they traded Philip Forsberg on Monday. Um, even if he's not signed, like I, I, I think the scenario, unless they're just blown away by something or, or conversations change, I mean, conversations and negotiations yeah. can change very quickly. And if he makes it clear that, you know, they're just not close and he's going to test the market, then maybe you have to consider if you're David Poyle. But my guess is Philip Forsberg's still going to be a member of the Nashville Predators next Tuesday, mm. whether or not he's signed. And That's awesome. if he's not signed, Predators fans are going to freak out, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Yes, they will. Absolutely, they will. So, yeah, b talking about freaking out. So, we made, like, uh, New Year's resolutions on the show here that we were not going to 
talk about Philip Forsberg at all. Um, Buddy. Well, no, that's not what – wait now, a minute, Rich. That's not what it situation. was. No, okay. no. I'm going to stop yes. you a little bit. Okay. All I, right. We made New Year. We made personal New Year's resolutions regarding the Preds on our New Year's Eve episode. And my really dumb New Year's resolution yeah. personally for me with the Preds was I'm not going to obsess over okay. Philip Forsberg okay. being re-signed. And that Ooh, was at that time – you know, right before New Year's okay. Eve. And I was at that time, I'm thinking, oh, he's going to get re-signed in yeah. like February, sure. somewhere around there. They're going to work it out. And I was totally wrong about that. That yeah. was the worst New Year's that, resolution I've ever made in my life. That lasted about a week anyway. So, uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, that's all we, oh, yeah. we, we pretty much somehow work it in every week to talk about the Philip Forsberg mm-hmm. contract. So, How could um, you not? yeah, I mean, it just, it happens. So my question to you, first question is going to be, um, and you'll have to think about how excitable uh, Predators fans are when I ask you this question. So how far do you think they need to go um, in the offseason to uh, satisfy the fan base? Uh, do they do they just make the playoffs or do they need to uh, get past the first round? Um, no, it's been a while since that happened, but um, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, full disclosure, I, before the season, I, I picked the Predators to finish in seventh place in the Central Division. So that kind of tells you where I thought they were heading yep. into the season. And they have, to their credit, I mean, they have wildly exceeded where I thought they would be. And, you know, Forsberg does a lot, deserves a lot of credit for that. I mean, Roman Yossi's going to get up to 90 points this year as a defenseman if he if he keeps Absolutely. on the track, which is freakish that he's able to do that. Yeah. So, look, I, I think – I know my view uh, of this team, both in the short term and the long term, has been changed pretty dramatically this year. You've right. got a franchise-level goalie. You know, as, as well as UC Saros played last year down the stretch, I did want to see, all right, well, he's the full-time guy now, and it's a full 82-game regular season. Can he handle it? I think the answer is pretty clearly yes, that he can handle that. Yossi's still great. Ekholm's still playing really well. I like what Fabro's done this year. I like what Carrier has done this year. So you feel good about your top four on D. And then the big question was, like, could you ever get anything out of Johansson and Duchesne with those contracts? I mean, we all know it, that they left them unprotected at, at the expansion draft last year, and they were begging somebody to take them. And nobody – like, Seattle was not going to touch those two contracts. And those two, yeah. to their credit, have responded really well this year, particularly Matt Duchesne. I mean, he has been unbelievable this year. So – I think the way that they've played really has to change the way you view it. Now, having said that, you know, what satisfies the fan base? I think some of that depends on the matchup. Like, you know, if you end up in the in the second wild card spot, you're taking on Colorado in the first round. Odds are you're probably not going to win that series. Now, do I think the Predators can beat Colorado? Yeah, I do. Like, I, I think there's not a team in the Western Conference that I think the Predators just have no chance against. Uh, would I pick them to beat Colorado? No. Would I pick them to beat no. Calgary? No, I would not. So some of this is going to depend on matchup. But I think what we've seen out of this group this year, if you're a Predators fan that was being honest with yourself heading into the season, I think you've already got to feel pretty differently and pretty good about mm-hmm. where the trajectory of this team is playing, particularly if you re-sign Forsberg. I mean, if you don't re-sign oh, yeah. him, then we're having you know a different conversation and you've got to figure things out there. But part of you know the, the Forsberg conversation is, is also how well Duchesne's played. And, you know, we were talking right. about that this morning on our show. Like, those two together, that's reason enough for me to want to keep Philip Forsberg. Yes. If this is oh, yeah. what they are, like, that that totally changes what this team could be over the next few years. 
Absolutely. Yes, Robbie. Robbie, that's kind of what I was thinking about, man. Uh, last week, really, I was really thinking about it. I'm like, okay, Matt Duchesne is having this outstanding season. What is the reason? Besides, he's obviously a really talented player. That's the reason why the Predators went out and got him to begin with. But he just wasn't fitting in with his team for the longest time. And it was, you know, fans were really upset over it. And rightfully so. But mm-hmm. he's just really broken out this year to have not just a great year in terms of being with the Predators, but he's actually having a career-type season for his entire career. Like, he's just really breaking out. And you take away Forsberg, you know, you trade him, which is what a lot of people – some people are saying you need to do at this point. But if you're David Poyle, it's like, okay, I'm going to trade away one of our best players, if not our best player, uh, in, and we're third place in the division. And – not only if, yeah, we might get some future draft picks, we might be setting ourselves up for four or five years down the road, but isn't it all about winning now? I thought that's what the, the whole point of sports was, is win now. And if you take away Forsberg off this team, then you risk breaking up that dynamic line of Grandland, Forsberg, Duchesne. Uh, Robbie, I'm really interested to ask you, like, do you kind of see it the same way? Like shaking up that first line if Forsberg's out of the mix, not only are you losing Forsberg's production, obviously, but Duchesne's production might drop after that. Granlin's production might drop. It's a, it's a ripple effect. Oh, it is for sure. I mean, David Boyle said it. Like, it, if Forsberg's not a part of this team, like it changes what you what you do as you mm-hmm. move forward here. And you know, look, I I know a lot of people, and I agree. Like, especially after I saw the the return from Cal Yarncrook yesterday when he got traded to Calgary. Right. I mean, it's a massive haul that Seattle was able to get for him. Just imagine what Philip Forsberg could fetch on the open market. So, like, I get the idea if you're a Predators fan of if you don't have him signed by Monday, like, it's too big of a haul to risk losing him for nothing. I understand that. But I've I've said the whole time, I like draft picks and I like prospects as much as the next person. But if you trade Philip Forsberg away – you're then mm-hmm. going to be trying to find another Philip Forsberg. Like, that's what you're trying to do yeah. at that point. And you yeah, can absolutely. always say, well, yeah, we want somebody better than Philip Forsberg. That's great. I think everybody wants somebody better than Philip Forsberg, but those guys don't come around very often. No. As If you follow this mm-hmm. team for any length of time, you know it's been very difficult to, to find a player like Philip Forsberg. So I, I think having him around is crucial. And that's part of why I think the negotiations are taking as long as they did. You know, to Forsberg's credit, I think there was a hesitation kind of on the Predators to get negotiations started too early this year because they wanted to see, all right, could he be productive? Mm-hmm. Could he stay healthy? Because that's been a problem the last couple of years as well. And he's had, you know, about with COVID this year, and he's had some injury issues earlier in the year. But for the most part, he's been healthy, and there's no question about it, he's been productive. Now, that's ended up costing the Predators in the long run because if you would have signed him yeah. to an extension earlier this year, the number would probably be lower, but sometimes that's mm-hmm. the price of doing business. And to to Forsberg's credit, he's bet on himself. It's worked out pretty well for him. Very Absolutely. Well. All right. We are being joined by Robbie Stanley of 1025 The Game, and he also does mornings, Robbie and Rex Road, from 6 to 9 a.m., right, Robbie? Yes, sir, 6 to, right? 10. 6 to 10. 6 to 10. 6 to 10. I'm sorry. I, I, I no, cut off a whole hour of your show. I'm sorry. I've never oh, been yeah. a morning person. I've never been a morning <laughs> person, Robbie, but I actually do wake up to catch y'all's show. I I work late nights a lot of times, but I do not mind getting up early to listen to y'all's show. I really do enjoy it. It's awesome. Yep. And I really do appreciate you joining us for episode 114. 
Well, I appreciate the kind words. I will say most days, like I'm not even mentally awake <laughs> until 745. <at> least. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. All right. Let's get it. Let, awesome. It's a perfect transition here from what we were just talking about with Forsberg. Uh, so we got the trade deadline obviously coming up on Monday and uh, thinking about what the Preds might do. What are their weaknesses? Where could they add in this lineup? You know, I'm, I'm of the belief that I don't want them to do too much because I really, really enjoy the chemistry of this lineup. It just really scares me to think about shaking up like the herd line, for instance, that what we right. all call the herd line, you know, of course. And but I do think this team obviously has some weaknesses that they could fill if they truly are going to be contenders in the playoffs and not just be a first round playoff exit again. So, Robbie, I really want to ask you if they're going to be buyers and they're going to make some additions, where do you think they should go with that? What positions should they address? Are there any players out there that maybe interest you? Kind of tell us what you're thinking there. I'm looking at two spots. I, I don't think they're going to do too much, to be honest with you. Like, I, I think they might add a veteran defenseman because, uh, look, you're, you're going to run into injuries down the stretch. They're already seeing it with, with Borbietsky and with Benning. So, you know, I, I think when everybody's healthy, they actually have as good of a six as, they, as they've had on D in a while. Like, I really like the Borbietsky Benning third pairing and numbers. I mean, if you want to dive into analytics – They've been pretty good. Yeah. So I think they feel good about that. But realistically, with the schedule being what it is and as compact as it is, and just in a playoff series, you're probably not going to stay healthy completely on your blue line coming down the stretch. So I wouldn't be surprised if they added a veteran guy like that. Maybe like a, I'm not saying it necessarily has to be this guy, but somebody in the ilk of like a Calvin DeHaan, somebody like yes. that of that comes in and could play those third pair of minutes. I don't think they're going to spend too much draft capital in order to get one of those guys. I mean, another position that I'm interested to see if they took a look at would be somebody to play on the second line. Like I know Tolvanen scored the last game, and you know maybe that could be something where he's he's kind of breaking out of his offensive slump. I actually like a lot of the things that he's doing, but it's just not fine in the back of the net this year. But you know it, it was it was interesting. I was talking to John Hines a couple of weeks ago, just about at that time Grandlin was playing with Forsberg. And Duchesne, and they were obviously being really productive, and they were searching for somebody to play with Johansson. I mean, they tried Tolvanen up there, they tried Tomasino up there, Cunnan was there. You know, they moved Janot around a little bit as well, and it just never really worked. And I thought to myself, like, could they find somebody on the open market to come in at, at a relatively low cost that can be a middle six guy? I don't know if that's something they're going to want to take a look at or not, just based on the fact that, you know, as we saw with Callie Arncroft yesterday. You get into an arms race sometimes, and that price gets high. So my guess is the Predators don't do much at the deadline. I think if I had to pick one move that they could make, it would be adding adding a veteran defenseman and just mm -hmm. kind of seeing what they do from there. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I would love to get Fel Kessel, honestly, Robbie. Don't don't. I'm just that's more my personal reason because I love Phil Kessel. It's not realistic at all, but uh, uh, Phil I, I Kessel would just be. Uh, I wouldn't I mean, totally I would write it off. All right. I mean, I've been I've been kind of like just like, oh, Phil Kessel on this team. But I think it's more personal reasons. He obviously would add clutch goal goal scoring and playoff apparent playoff experience to this team, which I think it, they could use an extra person in that department. But uh, good stuff. Uh, Rich, I know you got another good one for Robbie before we uh, wrap yeah. this up. Yeah, you kind of touched on it a little bit, talking about um, Ellie Telvin and uh, – breaking out of his slump, hopefully, to get some more scoring for these guys. So 
it's it's painfully obvious that they need some help in the scoring category. Um, is there anybody else on the team you think could step up into that role that they need to move around to try to get more of that? Or do they need to go find somebody? I've been fanboying over um, Jake DeBrusque for a long time, yes. but I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yes. think, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think they're going to hold on to him, but just talk a little bit about that. Just wondering if, if there's somebody who can step up and do that. for Well, him. internally, like I think the long-term answer there is probably Tomasino. And I like a lot yes. of what I've seen from him this year. Um, you know, I think some people may have had unrealistic expectations on him. He's it's pretty clear, like he's got to get bigger. He he reminds me of Forsberg when he when he first broke into the league. From that respect, they're different players and they have different skill sets. And Tomasino was is already mm-hmm. way better of a skater than Forsberg was in his age. Uh, I think Forsberg is just naturally more gifted when you watch him play hockey, which is fine. Uh, but Tomasino has to get bigger. Like Forsberg, they, he. Played a, he got a cup of coffee at the NHL level when he first came in and then basically played the entire next year at in Milwaukee. And a big part of that was he needed to get bigger and stronger, and he did. And then his first full year in the NHL, he was really, really good. I, I right. think Tomasino, I'm not, he's not going to Milwaukee at this point, but he needs to get bigger. And mm-hmm. I, I think when he does that, that's going to allow him to get to the middle of the ice and, and to finish on some of these chances a little bit more. But I've actually been really encouraged by what I've seen from him for the most part. So I think that's something that as the season goes on, they may continue to try and do. I mean, the guy that I think would be really good to play in the middle in kind of that second line role is Tanner Janot. I just know that they don't want to do that. Like they don't want to they don't want to move him off that Sissons line. And I understand why. They tried it a couple of games right. ago. And I thought Janot was fine, but when you take him off that line the Sissons line is way less effective and Absolutely. there are numbers that back that up. So in a perfect world, I would really, I would love to see if they're going to keep Johansson with Forsberg and Duchesne, I'd love to see Janot playing with Granlund. I think it would be awesome, but they're not mm-hmm. going to do that. I don't think because they love what that Sissons line brings to the table. So, I mean, I've thought about DeBrusque. I, I'm curious what the price would be for him. You know, he's, I think he's 25 at this point, if, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Like so mm-hmm. He's a guy that he, he's a power forward type guy. He can put the puck in the back of the net. You know, his numbers don't really they don't jump off the page at you. But I think his could be as simple as a change of scenery. Like we've exactly. been talking, I mean, it's Jake DeBrusque been talking about being traded away from Boston for like two years at this point. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's probably something that, that needs to happen, but. You know, I, I just look around right now, and the big thing I, I'm looking at too is if you're David Poyle, the other interesting part of this is this season is is great, and they're obviously they're going to try to win as you know as much as they can and make as deep of a run as they can this season. But if you get Forsberg re-signed, you start to see some of the young guys that you have coming together. The Predators also have something at their disposal that not many teams have in today's NHL with a flat cap, and that is salary oh, cap space. Yeah. Yes, I they do. Mean, yes. I would be interested to see this offseason how big of a player wow. they are in free agency. They they can be that's I'm really glad you brought that up, Robbie, yeah. because uh they don't have to be go crazy at the trade deadline when you think about what they're gonna be able to do this offseason. And so, like you said, let's let's just address the elephant in the room, which is getting Philip Forsberg re-signed. Um, as long as it makes sense, obviously, if if the numbers get too high, you can't go that direction. Oh, I see your, right. I see somebody in there. I don't know. My dog is just randomly decided to come well, in here. So well, we well, yeah, guess. my 
my dog's just randomly walking around on the on the hardwood floors in the background. That's what the tapping is for all those listeners. Uh, normally, normally I lock the dogs up in the uh, in the bedroom when we record, but uh, it's too sunny outside and too nice, and they've been enjoying Absolutely. the day. So it's not we all fair love to dogs. Lock them up. Yeah. It's not fair to lock them up, and they like to podcast no. too. So uh, that's right. All right. All right, so Robbie, before we let you go, again, we've been joined by Robbie Stanley of 102.5 The Game, Robbie and Rex Road, 6 to 10 every weekday. Go check them out. You won't be mad that you did. They're awesome. And Robbie, it's been really awesome to have you join us. But, hey, Robbie, I don't know if you knew this. We are fellow Packers fans, me and you are. I grew Mm. up a Packers fan. I was – Brett Favre was like my idol – I uh, my first Super Bowl I ever watched that I actually cared about was when they beat the Patriots in uh, what was it '96? I guess that was the year '97. Yep. I don't That's know, awesome. but uh, yeah. So I've been a Packers fan ever since. I'm still a Titans fan through and through because I grew up in mm-hmm. Tennessee. But my dream Super Bowl matchup has always been Packers Titans, and yep. they both made it to the championship game recently, but they lose they've they've lost you know right or the packers have at least and the titans lost to the chiefs or whatever but uh yeah we're fellow packers fans robbie well how are you feeling, how are packers. you feeling about your packers how are you feeling about your packers i feel good i mean i'm kind of mad that brady came back because i thought the path in the <laughs> nfc was going to be somewhat clear with russell wilson leaving i know the rams yeah. are still there and there's all these things but absolutely as soon as uh avocado tequila tom brady came back i was like oh man here we go Right. It just makes too much sense for him at like age 46 to be in the Super Bowl. But I feel good about the Packers. I and mean, they're going to be really good again. It all just with them, it comes down to the playoffs. Like, can they can they perform in those moments? And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has had mixed results. Like some NFC t- title games, he's been really good. And the defense has allowed like 500 yards on the ground. And other playoff games like this last one, one very good. So I'm interested to see how they handle that part of it. Well, you know, everyone running, everyone was running around Nashville thinking that Aaron Rodgers was going to come to the Titans, and I was like, yeah. "It's not happening yeah. on now." Yeah. But uh, although I hear he was hanging out in East yeah. Nashville last weekend, so I hope he had a good time. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was one of those too good to be true. I would have loved for it to happen, but uh, I, I didn't see that happening at all. And then they were then they moved on to Russell Wilson, and I'm like, he wants to play for a big market most likely. But anyway. Uh, uh, we'll save Titans talk for uh, when that time comes. But uh, Robbie, it's been awesome having you oh, on yeah, here. Thank you so much. We, we would uh, we'd love to have you on again in the future. Uh, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate it. Well, guys, you guys do a great job. I've been able thank to you. kind of jump on and and, and watch y'all show from time to time, and I really enjoy it. Uh, really appreciate you taking time to have me on, and would love to come on anytime you guys want to have me. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll definitely do it. All right, everyone. This has been episode 114 of Catfish on Ice. We appreciate everyone joining us tonight. It's been a lot of fun. We hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Take care of one another. Be kind to one another. And we will see you next week for a brand new episode. Take care. Have a good one.